Here we are. We're recording. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, Black. Let's keep it traditional. Welcome, Black, to, let's call it, I want to call it, okay, I want to, uh, uh, so we're here. This is the, this is a podcast. I don't remember which episode of the podcast this is, um, but we, I've, we've been on hiatus, hiatus. Let's just say we, it's the, I don't do this shit alone most of the time. I'm here with my good friend, Greg McInnes. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing all right. How you doing, Isaiah? Dude, exceedingly decent. Um, so we've been on uh, a bit of a hiatus, all due to me. I, I left in, what was it, uh, August, right? Wasn't it before that? Was I, I thought it was like half of the summer. Yeah, it was definitely like halfway through July. So July, August, September, October, November, December. Jan- Dude, it's been like seven months, six, seven months since we've had a podcast. And so first of all, let's just, uh, uh, I want to, the, the podcast... When I left, I was making these videos and whatnot, and um, so, uh, 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 sorry, I just got distracted by a text. So I've been making these, I was making these videos and whatnot, and I, I was calling the whole thing The World with Isaiah Cooper, and I think it might be best to change, to officially change the name of the podcast to the same thing, so that everything has the same name. Branding, baby. That's branding 101. I like it. Branding 101. So the other thing is, is I, I, I got to stop calling it. Uh, it's going to be called The World with Isaiah Cooper, but I also want to shorten it to TWIC. So T-W-I-C. Because for people to go and type in the world, that's way too many words to know. There's too many words to know for a normal person. And they've got to type in the word the, and then the word the word world. And then they have to say, they have to type in with and Isaiah and the Cooper, and that's just too much for people to look up anywhere. Twick is a thing. You might have a problem with that. Twick is uh, T W I C. Yeah. Do you know what that is? You no. know, how, like pin number. The N is actually redundant because it's actually for number. A Twick card. I don't know what it stands for, but you need it if you're going to deliver stuff to like ports. Oh, so you know what? You know what's interesting? <laughs> and you're First like the guy all, that goes around from port to port. So maybe we could. Double entendre that shit. So maybe we could. So what I'm thinking is, uh, first of all, it's pretty crazy that you just know that offhand. <laughs> <laughs> and two, I think it would help rather than aid. I don't think it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt in any way, but it's just gonna funnel more search, right? Right. You'll have like a lot of Polish truck drivers trying to figure out how they're gonna get their truck onto the port. And they're like, "What is this shit? <laughs> well, why Polish? <laughs> well, it's a lot of the trucking." Really? Yeah, a I lot of Eastern European dudes. They love trucking? Uh, I don't know that they love it, Isaiah. I, I <laughs> We have to talk about the world. I think most of the time immigrants come here and they – not necessarily – we love it if they could come and do what they love. But we know what happens is they get bent over by America and the dream is inserted right down the Main Street. D- right down Main Street. Deep, right down Main Street. Deep down Main Street. Deep, yes. So <laughs> I didn't know the Polish – the Polish, they love driving trucks apparently. I think it just works out Eastern Europeans because you can get in a car and drive. You'd be amazed how many of these huge tractor trailers are driven by guys that just came from Asia. Like they don't even speak any English at all. No idea about signs or anything. I I don't even know how they get their licenses because some of these guys are so, you know, just fresh off the boat from from Asia and from Eastern Europe. Oh, there's a there's a company. I mean, it's like a they 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 hire cheap and they they print. 
they print the licenses cheap. I think it's I think it's yeah, there probably is a company, but I think it's more, you know, if you have a certain percentage of people in an industry and they're bringing people in like their friends and family, they're like, "Hey, this is the business I'm in. Get in." It's like that type of thing. I think know? it's yeah, it's probably a, a nice combination of all those things cuz there's a lot of like uh there, there's a lot of immigration sort of um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh like swindles where they'll, they'll, they'll bring over like a whole boatload of, of like Asian people for like a price, but then they get here and the price was more than they were ac- actually able to afford. So then they have to like work to pay off that price and they just slap a fake license in their hand and they're like, all right, you're driving to California three times a week. Probably. Yeah. That's a story of that's, that's very common. I bet. Yeah, man, that's what I've heard. So, all right. Already off track. Yeah, that was way off track. It was Sorry. Weird. Off of what track, dude? I know, we didn't get on a track yet. This is it. It's Okay, so first of all, that's the first order of business I wanted to lay down there. I was thinking about just simply for search reasons, if people can literally, if people can just look up TWIC. So what do you think? Do you think there's a better, a better thing that we can call it or a better, because this is obviously like a Dave Matthews band kind of deal. Like my name's going to be on it. All right. <laughs> Wait, so let me ask you. It's uh, it's the world with. Is it TWWIC? Nah, dude. It's with is one of those things we can just leave out. We can just leave it. All right. It's almost for me, it's one of those uh it's uh, is it too big to leave out? Is it like, you know, you can a and at. All right. You know, the width is out, so TWIC. I like it. It's, you know, it's got the one syllable. It's uh, easy to remember, Twick. Right. And then it's, you know, people can just say Twick and like, what are you talking about? Oh, we're talking about the world with Isaiah Cooper. But if you want to look it up, you don't have to type out that fucking sentence of a name. And you can just type out Twick, right? That's why I like. Twick. Can, you, can you hear me all right? I can hear you well. Yeah, you're coming through fine. Nice. This is, the, this is like my fir- our first day back in the saddle. We had a nice phone call with each other when I was in Seattle. And we had a nice little catch-up. We thought we were going to be able to, to, to shimmy some kind of over-the-phone podcast kind of thing. But, you know, it, it might be better... That it's all that it's all happening right here. It's I think it's I think this is the best way for it to happen. That being said, at some point you got to help your remedial friend figure out how to do it so that you know when you're out seeing the world, if you want to do one, you got the you can be out remote and I can record. For sure, I would love to. I really was pissed off that I couldn't do it. I got uh, limited. You know, technical knowledge is so fleeting. As a guy who's in his early forties. It, you, I, I felt at one point that I was like a tech savvy guy, and then you turn around, you have kids, and you turn back around, and you just feel like an idiot. I'm like, I have no, I have no idea what the hell is going on in, in the world of technology. Yeah, man, uh, it's a game that changes so rapidly, and if it's, it's almost like, because I'll be honest with you right now, I've, I've been in it, not like the generation that's just right close to me, um, so like I've, I've been in it probably since about. You know, you know, I had my first, my real years of being molded was off, was offline, you know, zero to seven and probably seven to like 10 to 11, all offline. So it's like, like, like offline, like hippie parents offline. No, nah, just, just kinda... like it was too new and, and it was really kind of a luxury at that yeah. point. And okay. you didn't really need it unless you were older. Maybe if you had parents in that kind of industry or a kid going to college, you weren't going to have, like if I, if I had an older sibling in college, we probably would have had the internet. We're talking like 90s, right? Late yeah. 80s. Yeah, yeah. We're, de- we're definitely talking the 90s. So, I mean, it was there. It just wasn't like it is now. Everyone, It's in everyone's pocket. So, yep. 
so I mean, even even for me, it's someone who it's you know it's been in my life most of the time, dude. There, it's it's now to a point where I'm just picking and choosing battles. Like I got to look at like a new, a new social media network comes out, and I look at it and I go, ah, fuck. Am I gonna dial into this, or am I gonna like take a break, or some kind of new cell phone or new operating system comes out, and I'm like, ah, you just gotta pick your fucking battles at this point. What what are the things that come out? Like what is it? Is that it? Is it the social media? Uh, platforms that come out and you're like do i care about this one or is this one just a bullshit one or it's not the operating system right let's face it nobody cares about operating systems anymore it's also plug and play you barely even know what's going on i mean in the 90s you had to be up on what you were putting on your computer but now yeah i think yeah i I think you're absolutely right i think now it's a lot it's definitely more streamlined um and user-friendly just on a wide base, like even if you're picking up the new Windows or you're using an Android operating system, um, it's still. But it's still for the people that want to sort of modify things. the The choice is still there, but I think anybody can absolutely pick it up. And I mean, for me, it comes down to like an organization thing. It's not that I couldn't pick up an Android phone and and start. You know, it'd be like a good week of transition. Just learning. What do you have? You're an iPhone guy iPhone guy, man. iPhone guy, okay. It's just been the, it's been the only cell phone I've ever had, and it works. And I'm not somebody who wants to do anything with my phone that um, the iPhone doesn't offer. And if it if I did, I would I would make the change. It's that simple. I'm not a what? I'm not a teamster. Can I can I ask you more specifically? What do you have for an iPhone? I have the I got the six. Dude, six the iPhone six. I, I'm a guy that's had. A million little gadgets, and I'm I'm kind of like you, right? Total dilettante. I'm not into it. Uh, now that it's becoming so, just pervasive, you can't even escape it. N- now I was like, all right, I had a cell phone maybe 15 years ago. It was probably the first one I ever got. And you know, I mean, it used to just sit on a table. You could only make phone calls with it. How useful is that? Obviously, in the last I don't know five years for sure, maybe eight years, something like that, they've become more useful. And I would say the 6s that I have. In my hand right now, I, I gotta tell you, it is the actual hardware itself. You know, like the like the size and the shape of it and the weight. It is, dude. It's it's damn near perfect. It's sleek. You love it. I don't. It. I, I can't imagine that I, there's ever a phone. I'm, I'm sure there will be in like six to eight months or whatever. But like versus all the phones I've had, they've either been too squat and and thick, or not light enough. And you're like, wow, this thing feels flimsy to me you know right. or they're too long and they're not this phone is like it's, it's perfect isn't it crazy that it's it's also it's down to not so much as what's running on the phone like the operating system but now it's like that's physically how it feels like people are like some of these phones like the iphone had those had those like iphone c or whatever and they were like kind of they were made of plastic it was just kind of chintzy yeah but i like that they stuck with like the steel and it just makes it it's it it makes it feel like yeah you can drop it a couple times you might break the screen but it's a pretty it's a pretty sturdy machine and it's something that we look for not just what's on the what's on the phone but how it feels in your hand yeah and it's not about the operating system stuff and all that so that's why i think the iphone has been so popular is because people are not geeking out on the you know the actual like that low level software you know what's your operating system and all that it's all about the apps and this thing jumps from app to app to app so easy and it's just so reliable and it never like an, i've had androids in the past and i've had good androids i don't i'm not complaining about them but you know they're like a computer where like every once in a while it gets hung up and you gotta like refresh the cache and do all this bullshit you know housekeeping stuff that's annoying 
you don't do anything with that. I, I got this thing last November. I literally did not shut it off until <laughs> it was like summertime when uh, I was like, what's going on? And someone said, have you ever shut it off? And I went, shut it yeah, off. It. <laughs> I literally didn't shut it off for like seven months. And it was like crystal. I, it's so crazy. It is. It's in, it's insane. And that's like, you know, that's what they build it for. It's yeah, it's it's um, just where we have come. You know, I think technology is the most. Uh, it, it's the it's the thing where you can see the the statement of science like which just standing on uh, on the shoulders of giants and it's the thing where you can see it the most because when you pick up a cell phone which is everyone's got a cell phone in their hand or in their fucking pocket yep and you know you can't no one person can put together it, it's it's taken year it's taken decades and decades of millions of people I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there and say millions of people working logistically like in in different countries creating the different uh um uh, materials that go into it whether it's some kind of material in the processor some kind of silicone or or the the glass itself and it's just it's all culminated into this one fucking thing and it just keeps getting better and we just keep stacking more shit on top of those giant shoulders it's crazy it's crazy what we got man so dude Fun, fun little cell phone rant. Honestly, it, it's to the point where it is the most useful utensil uh, that we have, in, I feel, in a first world country. Because it, it's, you know, it, you go on the road and if, you, if you're traveling on the road the way a lot of people don't really travel anymore. I honestly think um, for like a first world country, I think kind of... Uh, um, the same way they have like healthcare and all that kind of stuff, and people believe that internet it's a it's a utility. It's not, it's like water or anything else. I think a cell phone should be the same thing. Just because, if even if you don't have a home, if you have a cell phone, you can find your way to a shelter, and then you can also find your way to like a church feeding, or you can find your way to something like it. There's just the having that one utensil is just uh, it's fucking it's the best thing. I, you know, I had like one of those little epiphany moments. It was a few years ago, and a guy came to my house because there was a problem with my freezer. I got this really, oh, this is the same fridge that we've had forever, and it just beat. And something happened. I think like a receipt got stuck in the back, and then like a frozen over. And there's a little thing where it's supposed to drain water out the back in your fridge. So the guy comes, and I'm telling him, hey, water is like a cup of water every 10 hours just all of a sudden drains out of the front of my freezer. The guy takes out his, it's all dark back there in the back of the freezer. He takes out his iPhone, and I'm thinking, like, what's he going to do? He's going to have to ask the, the dispatch guy, like, what the problem is. No, he just wanted the freaking flashlight on his iPhone. He put that in the freezer. It was like his – I was like, what don't these things do? When I saw him use – well, a guy like that, you wouldn't expect would use an iPhone for his For his, his flashlight. flashlight. Yeah, you think he would have, like, a nice sort of, like, mag light or, like, a mini mag light, some kind of utility. He's like, nah. He's like, fuck that. He's like, why, why would I going to carry that around? Yeah. Well, I, got, I carry around a cell phone. It's got a flashlight on it. Yeah, it's a kick-ass flashlight. Too. <laughs> it really is. It's really bright. It's nice. <laughs> I've been sitting here fanboying out about it. It's because not only because everyone has one, but everyone has one and everyone uses it in an insane amount of time. Where I, I do feel like probably the biggest problem with it is that we do spend a lot of time on it. You know, you go into a doctor's office now, everyone's staring at their phone. 
Yeah, I don't know that like small talk is something worth saving anyway because I've never been that guy. But nah, dude, you're in line. You don't it, even know what's even talking. Yeah, it's it's dead. There's no bringing it back. It's oh, dead. please let it die. I, I think about that on a daily basis. If I got to talk about the fucking weather one more goddamn time, there's never <laughs> look. Look, first of all, I, I thought I think it was just like yesterday. I thought about this shit. Like, dude, what are you gonna say? Like, if you come to me and you start talking about the weather, right? All right, first, let's say you want to talk about the weather where we are. Dude, I'm in it. What are you going to say I haven't observed already? Oh, it's really hot today. Yeah, thanks, buddy. You know? Like, I've, I'm, I'm in it. You're not going to say anything new. And then, okay, maybe you want to talk about the weather in, in up north. What the fuck do I care, dude? Why do it's, I <laughs> it's a, it's a It's a gateway thing, though. You know, like, this is how I like to describe the weather conversation. Because I'm with you to a certain point. And I, I'm not a comfortable small talk guy. Like, I'm okay in so many situations but then like I'm in the grocery store or I'm like one on like if someone's coming to my house to fix something that like ups my stress level. I'm like, man, I don't have to like deal with this fucking guy or it's so stupid. But like, those are the things that get me because I take it serious because I live in the moment and like, I'm not like this person is below me. I can look right through them. I'm not that guy at all. Like no matter who I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with a human being and I take it serious. And I think that's probably a big part of my anxiety. But anyway, if you like, is there, I know you're into MMA. Are there any team sports that you have any like familiarity with or that you've, I don't want to say like you don't know about the games, but here's my thing. I don't watch basketball. So if I am watching the TV, it's, there's not a whole lot going on for me, right? They're running down, they score, they run back and score. But if I watched 85 basketball games, there's so much more going on that you're not noticing, like the switching, who's do who's doing stuff away from the ball. What happened when that point, you know, what are the, the what's the chess match that's happening that's not physically manifesting itself in the ball movement. You know what right. I'm saying? The, the metadata. The metadata. Yeah, yeah. which is what – like nobody is super excited about the actual 40 baskets or whatever. In a basketball game, it's all the other crap. Or baseball is the perfect one. If the season is so long and there's so much bullshit, I feel like people are more – like a guy that like drives a truck for a living or a guy that like is out and about back in – you know, he goes and – he's like an electrician. He's in his car a lot driving around. Those guys listen to sports talk, and that's so many more hours than the actual games. They love listening to who's getting traded and who did this and what happened after the game. And oh, there's so many layers that you can get into. The small talk, my whole point is with the small talk thing, you, you sound like someone that's like, meh, I'm not into it. I, I've never really tried to dig into it. I don't really want to talk about whatever. The weather is like the first step to get into that little small talk conversation with the guy. You're in an elevator with you. You went up to the 86th floor. You got like two minutes. Hey, man, Fuck what's up? It, dude. Pretty, I'd rather pretty sit. hot out there today. I'd rather sit in goddamn two minutes of awkward. <laughs> I would rather just pull my pants down and beat my dick for two minutes. So, and I think that have it's to a, talk to the guy about. Weather. I think a lot of guys do that. I think nowadays the younger generation is like they would rather just hit the button. The doors close. They look at each other and go. They don't even have to say it. It's unspoken. We got it's phones, unspoken. right? We're not going to fuck around with this shit. No, nah, I'm not going to fuck around with you because that door's going to open, and then guess what? It's all going to be over. See, but my mother-in-law is a 70-year-old lady from Long Island. Right. And she is – it's unbelievable how adept she is at just – it's like she seeks that out. She loves bumping into my neighbors. Like I live next <laughs> to these people, and I like them. She knows something better than I do. She, she'll come over and be like, hold on one sec. I want to bring some flowers over to Mary. I'm like, who the fuck's Mary? So don't you know? Next door. She, her son, she loves to make these connections. This is like her whole life is organized, organized around. Her son knew this guy 
this guy, ABC, and it comes back to me. He knew my uncle. Can you believe that? And I go, who would ever fucking only someone that's really hardcore mining for that shit? Yeah, dude, that's that. what she loves. She loves it. She's mining for it. Did you and right? it's just she's mining for. It. She no, she honestly is like super <laughs> into it, and it's like a charming remnant of like an older time. And she'll send a Christmas card, and the next thing you know, like she's like, "Hey, next Thursday we're gonna go to this thing." What do you mean we're gonna we're gonna go to these people? Who? And it'll be one of these stories, and it all started with, and I was in the elevator, and I just struck up a conversation. And wouldn't you know? And I'm like, now I gotta go to this fucking guy's house. Right, you, now, now she's well, bringing you into it. See, now her I'm into small it. talk. Yeah, <laughs> and then she's using me as a tool in her little game, where she's like mining to see if there's any connection, you know, to like foster more. more you know, small oh my talk, god, guess, Greg, right? was this? Yeah, it's well. See again, you know, you and I both see it as like a dead end. Like it sucks. I'd rather be texting someone I already know, or staring at the internet or whatever. And she is like, I want to meet more people and, and connect with people. Right. And that's her way of doing it. She doesn't have the connection at the at the level that we do technologically with like, you know. Yeah, she's using she's using the skills. That she, and, you know, to be uh, to be honest, it's kind of like a um, it's like a gamble. You know, the more people you talk to, the more conversations you strike up, the more opportunities you might have, the more you might know about somebody that could benefit you in some way. It's like I think it, it, it talks to something that's very sort of uh, very innate and like survivalist in us and uh just that that gamble those chances you know it can never hurt to talk to somebody and to be nice because you never know how it could benefit you i got an uncle that, he, that sums it up in one word he started saying to me when i was young because i was a really introverted really bad at the elevator conversation you know the, the term elevator pitch is that you're trying to sell something to someone all you got is that time in the elevator some people just live their life it's all an elevator pitch and you you know you're behind them in the grocery store you're behind them in the you're walking in the, into the place from the parking lot with them. Or All of those are like little pitches where you can sell yourself or make this a networking, right? We all know the term. My uncle was always like networking, network. You got to network, Greg. You got to network. I know a guy. I met this guy. And I'd always be like, no, he introduced me to 10 people. I'm like, where's the corner? Where's the corner? I can't go do this. Sit down networking, and, yeah. Greg. Come on, networking. <laughs> Which he's fucking right, dude. At the end of the day. It's so right. As you get older, it's so right. And you're like, shit. I wish I wasn't 40 and totally inept at just <laughs> at basic human interaction. <laughs> Dude, and, and, okay, so, and, and, and from, uh, uh, from my own personal sort of point of view, uh, the, it's nothing that we have beats the one-on-one in-person networking. Nothing beats it. You cannot network. It's just like it's the same thing with like online dating. Nothing that we do online if you're trying to network like so many people hammer away at so much time in 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 networking on social media whether it's twitter or instagram you know they they go to instagram accounts that are similar to theirs and they like their stuff and they'll maybe post one comment hoping that person likes them back or follows them and then and then maybe you do that enough and you have and you get some more followers and maybe one of those people has something that dude it's it's arduous and there's nothing that works as well as still to this day, just doing it face to face in person. You make so many more lasting connections that are more beneficial face to face meeting people. Like rather than going online and going to an Instagram page that has like, oh, th- this Instagram is is going to connect me to thousands of people that like hiking, or just going to one like 
uh, they have clubs for outdoor hiking, like in, in most communities. And going to that one club that might have 20 people, you will get something more beneficial out of that than spending days just surfing on, on, on Instagram through because the same Because the shit. surfing, to boil it down and to carry along what you're saying here, yes, all that inter- technological shit at some point will boil down to like a text or whatever, like, hey, let's get together. And you're like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And then you actually physically meet. So in a way, that's why I, as I get older, I just, I peel back the onion of like how my mother-in-law's approach is, how the old, you know, I'm looking at this old, uh, you know, charming vestige of yesteryear, but really they're just like, we're not going to be pussies and, and, and hide in our own little world and fucking make our own little comparison. They're like, yeah, comparison sucks. Putting yourself out there sucks, but that's life. We survived World War II. They wanted to come kill us. They're always pulling that card. <laughs> I mean, because it's like a fucking real card, you know? That's a great and, card. It's a, tr- it's a good like, one. And they'll sit there and be like, oh, so what are you doing on the phone? Blah, 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 blah. To what? To, at some point, I want to do this. At some point. And then, and then you want to meet the guy? Yeah. Hey, why don't you just fucking go outside and see the first person you meet and talk to him? And if that doesn't... And, and talk to 10 people. That'll be that'll take you 10 minutes instead of hours and hours, like you said, of mining the fucking social network sites and oh, dude, it's horrible. all the it's different horrible. sideways stuff that we do. And you know what? Like you said, it all boils down to what might possibly be a one-on-one interaction. And then when you, con- you, when you finally get to that one-on-one interaction, that person might be a doof that offers you nothing. You know what I mean? So you all boils down to what you were going to do originally, which is just talk to somebody face to face. And then it's still probably a crapshoot whether it's going to be something beneficial to you or not. It's just there's to this day. And that's how I feel about college. Like higher education is for is more or less at the when you're finished with your higher education, you have validation from from a, a cert you, you get certified by something that everybody agrees is like, OK, you're able to do that. But then more importantly, outside of that certification is you just spent four, six, eight years around people that are doing the same thing you're doing. And so yep. that's really, really what higher education, I feel like, is the most beneficial thing for higher education is not learning anything. There's nothing they're going to teach you. You can't teach yourself. So essentially what it is, is is them giving you a piece of paper that tells everyone, all right, they really do know this shit. But then the most important fucking thing on top of all that is who you meet while you're doing that. That's in your same field. That that's that is that is the blessing. Is that you're shoved into a, a into a place with thousands of people doing the same thing you're doing for years on end. So it, uh, you gotta be you gotta be able to talk to people and like you gotta be able to you know do your internships and your 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 shadowing and all that other kind of stuff that you do when you're trying to be smart. <laughs> And network, kids. Networking. You network, network, network. Networking, kids. Networking. Because you, like you just said, that's the most important part of your college degree. I think sometimes, like, whatever the degree is, if you're going to go do some hard science, obviously you have to have a degree in that field so that you know what the hell you're putting in the beakers or whatever and what's supposed to happen. But Oh, for sure. But in business, you know, like if you're taking a business track or like the, the what do you call them, the humanities – I mean, it's all about, look at, you get your degree and it just says you went into an abstract kind of environment with a lot of, you know, social interaction required and you did what they told you to do. You didn't freak out. You didn't quit. You made it to the end. You got your piece of paper. All right. That doesn't help us in this job, but at least I know you're going to show up and you're not going to be a total dick and you can kind of, you know what I mean? You can kind of go with the flow. You can work with people. Exactly. 
That's like all that a humanities degree tells you. Right. And then and then maybe you can talk about a couple of books that you read, which usually pisses people off. Oh, do people hate it? People hate when you when you you're in <laughs> people hate when you quote things and then you and then you give the name of the the really highbrow person that said it. And that was a quote by philosopher uh, Mandelbrot Abstract. I believe it was. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I believe uh, it was Einstein who said. Said, "Thou shalt not fuck himself in the asshole." Is that different though? If you use those quotes with people that you know, like if it's mixed company, and you don't know the people that you're around, then yeah, you're probably a dick because you're just trying too hard. If you're gonna sit there and pull out a quote, but like if you're talking to your sister. You know, sometimes it helps making a point if you're going to quote stuff. I don't know. I, I feel like my quotes are much more lowbrow. Like, a, I can relate a Simpsons quote to like uh, every. Dude, I was thinking before you even said Simpsons, I was like Matt Groening. <laughs> In my head, I was like, he's going to quote Matt Groening. <laughs> I mean, I, I just I feel like I the first like ten years of of the show came out right when I got out of high school. Right when I started high school, it started. So the first ten years were for like Look, what dude, fourteen to twenty four for me. They've been there the whole time. Like you grew up yeah. with them. They are the powerhouse. Yeah. Like I've so s- much of your psyche is just intertwined with with them. I just yeah, and so and, and because I love the show so much and I can relate to it so heavily, even though I have not watched like regular, I haven't watched new ones in in years. Holy shit! But I saw the first ten years of episode. There's like two hundred episodes. I, at least 10, 15 times a piece. Some of them I probably saw more because you used to have uh, syndication was not as full as it is now. And you don't, you know, you still kind of had the old school network thing on TV. And so Fox would show like three Simpsons at five, five thirty six, And then they do like a eight o'clock after dinner one. And then they do like the West coast 11 and 11. I, I used to, and then also the uh, invention or the creation of TiVo and DVR and whatnot. That was the first thing I did when I got a TiVo for the first time. I went, let me see what I can do with this thing. And I hit the Simpsons. And then like two days later, my TiVo was like, we're full. We're full of Simpsons. We're full. <laughs> yeah. You just recorded three, so, 300 episodes. <laughs> uh, let's just see what happens here. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I can relate to that. That's the type of crap that I quote, you know, and, and with my kid, my wife's always mad. I'm trying to turn my kids into little copies of me, which I think what you're supposed to do. It is. It's exactly. Tell me you're not. Tell me you're not just supposed to make a little, because you like you, right? Right. You're doing all right. The things that you don't like about you, I think you try and stress, but at the end of the day, you know in your heart of hearts that your kids do what you do, know what you say. Oh, yeah. Dude, they got half your brain inside their head. They know what what you're thinking. They're thinking just like you, and they're thinking half like you and half like that other person. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and you see the things that you hate in yourself and them, and you try to quash it. But the more you try to quash it, the more it brings it out. Ah, oh, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing sometimes, but then when you see them do stuff that you don't like. One of my favorite things was my kid is like, well, now they're 11 and 8. So this is a while back. I think the, the, my oldest was just 2 or 3, and it's Christmas time. And we used to have this, uh, this big brick fireplace that didn't have a, a, anything on it. We'd put the Christmas tree on that. But we'd get really tall Christmas trees because we were in, like, this main A-frame house. So the ceilings were huge. So we'd get, like, a 10-foot Christmas tree. And they were never perfect. So I always had to use fishing line to, like, tie the tree to something and a couple, you know, triangulate the fishing line so the thing wouldn't fall over because, it, you know, it was a huge tree. So I remember doing this one time, and I was all – everything was supposed to be set. I'm asking my wife to brace it in a certain way. I tied the thing off, 
And I go, all right, let go. We should be good. And you got all that. Everyone's all tensed up, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And then the thing starts sliding over like it's way crooked. And I'm so pissed off because I just spent like 40 minutes doing it. And I'm like, what the hell? I just turn over to the tree and there's like one branch that was sticking out a little further at the bottom. And I just reach out and just kick it just because I'm mad. You know, no big deal. I just kick my tree. And then I turn around and I could see my kid was just unabashedly staring at me. And he turns around and he just lashes out his leg like I did. And he kicks his mother in the knee. <laughs> it was so awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome. Uh, it was so awesome. <laughs> He's like, yeah, fuck shit up. And he just, <laughs> He's like, I can get into that. Yeah, whatever, man. I'm with you. I like that, man. That's a cool guy. <laughs> so, you know, they do what they do what you do for better oh, or for worse. Oh, dude, that is a great fucking story. And he just turns around and kicks his mother in the leg. <laughs> I'm just going to kick the closest thing to me. <laughs> I'm just going to kick whatever's close to me that's pissing me off. <laughs> dude. Oh, what a good kid. Good kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, I, I, I really, uh, I, you know, one of these days I'm going to have a kid and, I, and, and uh, I know nothing and I know nothing and nobody knows anything. And, and even when you have a kid, you still know nothing. And uh, but, I, I, you know, I want to give it the old college try and do my do my part to to the overpopulation thing. And um, I think we can all have one kid at least. Right. I can oh, hell have, yeah. Dude. I can have I think up it, to two kids and still be cool. I'm not a religious guy by any means. And I'm not like a particularly spiritual guy, but I, I feel like that's why we're here, man. You know, when I hear now, it's it really affects me. Now that I'm older, uh, it start like these things just start seeping into you, and you're like, oh, I was never like that. What the hell? But when I hear people that like physically can't have kids, that's like one of the. When I was a kid, I was like, who cares? You know, there's so many other things you can be sad about. What about this? What about this kid starving in China? You know, now when I hear someone can't have a kid, I'm like, shit. Like, what else is there? Like what, right? Like what else is there? And there's so many people now that are taking it upon themselves to choose not to have kids. I mean, that's fine. I just, I don't know. I don't. There's so many things I don't get, and that's just on the pile. But I'm just like, geez, like what? It takes what? a real divergence from, I feel, the animal condition to to choose to not have a kid. I don't want to say the human condition because it's it's uh, it's not the human condition. It's the it's the entire animal. Anything that it's the life condition, the choice to not reproduce runs above and beyond everything, everything under us that that goes for like fungus and plants, uh, reptiles, insects, animal, any kind of animal, everything living. That's like everything. the whole nature of how it works is that you reproduce. Name one other thing that chooses not to reproduce. And, the, and, I, and I don't mean like, oh, it's mate died and, and it mated for life or uh, it never found a mate. But, I mean, every fucking... So, I mean, by and large, humans still fucking reproduce. But for, for select humans or, you know, in... in, in it actually is a... a um, it's a very common thing. And the more, the more sophisticated... And, I, and I, I'm kind of uh, weary on, on using the word sophistication. But, like, I guess civilized and even still using the word civilized. A culture is the, the lower the birth rates drop. So, uh, in, in countries especially in Europe and Asia, you see really, really low birth rates because they're very civilized countries. I mean, they've been around for a long time. They have a lot of crazy social... And they're just above it now, the dirtiness of procreation. And yeah, they're like, yeah, I don't have time. <laughs> Simpy, sip my wine, 
eat my crumpet. I don't know what fucking accent that is, but that's essentially what's fucking <laughs> happening. You know, they want to have fucking kids, and if they do have a kid, they have a kid. Which that's my thing. We can have a kid, right? We can have a kid, and you're still doing your part to like not fuck up the population. You're happy. Do you do you feel that there's like an issue with the population not in this at all. world? Like, not at all. No, not at all. I mean, as a guy who biked from the east coast to the middle, and a guy who uh, hiked the App Trail. I, I mean, right? This Most of the planet's of empty, dude. Most of the planet's plenty empty. Plenty of room. Yeah. Plenty of room. Everyone, Too much room. Everyone everywhere lives within 10 miles of a coast somewhere, mm-hmm. and there's so much room to expand. Then I get it. Nobody wants to live, you know, where things are not, where the conditions are not uh, right. are good. So I get that there's some level of cramping. But come on, man. What, I, I have a hard – people come out with these numbers about, like, how much food the actual world can produce and how many people – Oh, there's I I, anybody ever that's ever said that there's a shortage of food is just really, really. Uh, they've they've somebody told them that, and they never looked. At, there's never. I don't. I don't believe there's ever been a, sh- a food shortage. It's a, it's a food distribution problem, and uh, yeah, that's the exactly. only, that's the problem that there. It's a few food. There's there's more than enough food on the face of the planet for another couple billion people, and then some. And um, I really no. I, I I I think we have a very large population as far as mammal mammals. Do you okay? How about this? What, what mammal? Honestly, dude, I, I wrote a I I wrote down so many little p- topics and points of interest to hit, and we haven't hit a single one. But I'm fucking <laughs> loving it. I'm fucking loving it, dude. This is how we do. I think yeah. we've done this every fucking time. I know we're never good at hitting the marks. Ah, fuck it. So check this shit out. What animal? What mammal, more specifically, do you think has the highest population on the face of the planet? Mammal? I would say us, right off the top of my head. But you don't think rats? To... Oh, rats are mammals. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah, dude. Rats. I've heard there's as many rats in New York City as there are humans. I think I in saw New York that. City, though, are there rats outside of... Oh, dude, know, there's like... rats everywhere. There's rats in the middle of the woods. There's rats in the middle I, of the woods? I, I don't know. I, I think maybe maybe we might be splitting hairs there. It might be mice, more mice like out hippie, in the Like hippie rats out there just kind of doing their own thing? Dude, they're everywhere, man. Smoking hemp? I think rats might be more in like cities and then mice might be more out in the country like you're not going to find a rat on a farm but you're going to find a lot of mice on a farm yeah i lived in maine and we kind of had to cohabitate unless you really want some of my neighbors were like psychos about it they were like oh you gotta get the poison and then the traps and then you do this and i was like whoa 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 to get like I, i don't even hear them i don't even see them they like hide in the walls they just come in for the winter I'm going to like put poison all around my house. It helped that I knew I was going to have little kids and I had a dog. And all. But I was like, how we had this, we did have one thing that was invasive and I did kill it. And I still feel bad about it. It was a red squirrel that got in and was like really damaging to like the upper innards of the roof area. <laughs> he was really fucking chill. Well, because we'd be sitting there, right? And you're watching like the wire and then you hear like this, like, you know, the scurrying up in the thing. You'd be like, son of a bitch. There's like, there's like a big. It's not a little mouse that you just hear like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? No, no. This was like, hon, do you hear that thing? Yeah, I do. It walked over both of our heads and it's like now shitting and stockpiling stuff. So we gave it this poison that this is how ingenious they are now. They give it this poison that forces it to go out and find water. And then once it finds water somehow, that just instantly kills it so that it doesn't die. Oh, gee, wow. That diabolical. Is, that is really fucking cruel. <laughs> that is dumb. <laughs> That is well, some I mean, sinister fucking shit. Well, I mean, well, how about like ant poison for Christ's sakes? You know, like you, the, the ants. I, here's a stat I heard 
that there are one million ants on this earth for every human. Yeah, I've heard there's this, the, the biomass of ants is equivocal to the biomass of humans. So if you That's were to, yeah, to equate all the mass of ants, which, dude, and, 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 and those, I think ants are really, really fucking necessary, though. They're huge, huge uh, decomposers. They eat fucking everything. But, God, dude, could you imagine the guy that, that like, dreamed up that rat poison? And was he making a poison specifically for a rat, or did he make it for another fucking uh, He was probably trying to kill his wife. Yeah, I, and he's like, most of these inventions are trying to kill water. her wife. She'll run outside looking for water. <laughs> I still don't know how that works, but it does work, because the thing died outside right by this uh, little body of water out there, and they were like, that's how it works, man. You so, just put it up there, it looks just super inert, like this little chunk of like old cheese. Oh, it's not cheese, it's like a poisony type of thing. You could tell, like, you wouldn't eat it, but, you know, like a gum eraser? You know gum erasers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, if it just was dried out and just, like, you, weren't, you, you would look at it and be like, I'm not rubbing that in my paper. It's going to fuck the paper up. It's, it's one of those. Oh, dude, I hate those. You see them, you know what like, I'm saying? that's not going to yeah. erase anything. <laughs> yeah. It's not erase. <laughs> it's, a, it's a chunk of that. You put it up in a couple of spots, bam, the thing, bam, it just things, It runs out of your house thirstier than shit, and yeah. then it dies somewhere horribly. With, and, you know, with ants, like to bring it back to what we were saying with people that just have decided to go against their, I think, their major biological imperative. I, I don't know, but I just kind of feel like that is what life does is make more of itself. Oh, and that's absolutely. That's not only, only purpose, are yeah. like I feel like every single dolphin is out there to procreate and every single giraffe and monkey and ant and what their whole fucking being is structured around. This is what we do. We're either eating so that we can, you know, do the mating season or we're doing this for the mating season or whatever. It's all, like, every ounce of their energy is directed towards it. Now we have the self-awareness where we can be like, whoa, hold on now. I mean, maybe if I don't do this, I can kind of have a little bit more time to catch up on my Netflix or I can, I can go to those bars. Like, you have no idea about these restaurants opening in Tampa every month. I know all of them and I can yelp about them and have stuff going. I'm trivializing the people that... That don't have kids because I just well you I fucking should. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have a fan of, so I have limited imagination for like what their reasoning is, but it does. I don't believe that that exists anywhere else. I don't think there are dolphins that are like, nah, I'm fucking kind of more of a lone wolf. Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm I, gonna work more on myself, I'm trying to work on my career, really trying to get my pitch right and my singing. And it's it's weird that we we do it. We have the cognitive ability and the introspection to go. And to take that drive that we all have to just make more of us and then put it towards making something else, whether you put it towards, you know, looking at these restaurants and going out in these restaurants or making some kind of art or some shit like that. And that's, it's a, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, interesting, you know, humans are fucking crazy things, man. They're fucking crazy. We're crazy. Is it, does it have something to do with the level of work that is required for human babies? Like if you're a ant, you you know you you as the man you're just the male you're just inseminating the queen and you're done, and the queen is her life is around you know having a litter of laying eggs or whatever or there's like you know as you as you whatever they call them but you know as the as the 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 species gets more complex there's more required of the mother you know like I'm sure there's like a fish just shits out a bunch of eggs in the rock, rocks and then. That's it. They still, or, like the salmon, still swim upstream every year and risk their lives to go lay their eggs, but then they get the rest of the year off. 
So they're like, I don't know why we're doing this, man, but we're all doing it. Don't bitch about it. We're just do. Bobby, I know you don't like going up there. We're just doing it. Just Everyone's feels good, it. man. Yeah. No, I'm just going to hang out here, man. I'll, I'll catch you guys on the way back. Nah, there's not a single salmon doing there's that. There's not a single salmon. But now, because we are so, because of self-awareness, I think, and because of, you know, whatever, the human condition, we don't just have a kid. I mean, it does really take over the foreseeable future in your life. I mean, right. it's right. It's, it's not responsible to at least keep them for the first 18 years and then maybe they're free, but then they're still kind of, you're it's never over. It's yeah, never done. They, it's never they, done. You're still going to get them a lawyer. If they need a lawyer, you're still going to have to help them pay for their car or whatever. And then it's all, it's all in the hope that they might then take care of you when you need it. Right. It, uh, that is certainly, I think a part of it, but it's a I, part it's, of it. Yeah. I don't think it's, yeah. It's, yeah. But do you do you feel that uh, in some ways creating something can be just as time consuming and daunting? Um, like I've heard Seinfeld talk about creating the show Seinfeld, and once he created, like once they created it, him and Larry David and everything, and it took off on its way. It was like creating a child; like it was its own thing. It was separate from him, and all he could do is just feed it and guide it in the right direction. It's like a child, you know. Yeah, that that child certainly worked out for him. Yeah, fucking did. That's a moneymaker child right there. I just saw him. That's his doctor child. That's his definitely his doctor child. Yeah, the (laughs) other ones they just left to die because that was his main thing. Did you did you ever see that movie he did about uh, his documentary comedian? No, I never did. I just recently saw that. That's certainly worth a watch. It's like a it's after Seinfeld's over. I want to say like a couple years after, and he just kind of went off the map with his billions and did his thing. And then he was like, the, the gist of the movie was, I'm, I'm a comedian, dude. I need to get back into the clubs. He's like back in the comedy cellar, back in uh, one of the other big comedy clubs in uh, in New York. especially comedy the turn- c- Yeah, comedy, center, uh, comedy cellar is really a big one just for, that, for work. That was the big one. A lot well, you got the movies. Laugh Factory and Caroline's and all that kind of Caroline's, stuff. Caroline's, yeah. Caroline's was the other one. And then there's another one that has a name like um, Gotham. Gotham was big in Gotham, 2000. Yeah, Gotham. Yeah. Gotham's a kind of. Is it still around? Uh, it's still around. It's just not. Okay. It's not like it was. And I but know Dangerfield is still there, and you have New York Comedy Club, and. He was. He was all over in it, but I, I would say the bulk of the movie is set in Caroline's, and uh, and mostly in the comedy cellar. And the movie is. He has like a. Um, you know the the thing about the movie is he's just saying I'm like a billionaire. I'm at the top of the mountain, and I was up there for a couple of years. After this is all done, just kind of just thinking about like what's going on, he was like, nothing made me happy. There's no all this money, and I could do whatever I want. None of it made me happy. I want to come back, and he threw away all his material. He started over, so he says. I mean, it was new material, I suppose, but come on, I'm kind of calling bullshit because it was still Seinfeld shit. If it, you heard some guy reading it like in a monotone voice, you'd be like, yeah, that's Seinfeld shit. It's just the way he writes. It's just so prolific. It's, it's just it's just his tone in the you know the show about nothing stuff he did kind of start a certain movement there i know that there were guys that were doing more observational humor besides him at the time but in that really mundane way where he was breaking down you know toast or some right. bullshit super mundane thing a lot of guys took that and that was kind of his thing but anyway it was an interesting movie because he uh, juxtaposes his coming back into comedy after being like the juggernaut with this guy, Orny Adams, who was like a comedian in New York at the time, who was like headlining and, you know, professional comic, trying to break into it. And Seinfeld, for whatever reason, bumped into him and 
put the guy in the movie. He was like, hey, you want to be like my, my subplot in this movie? And he was like, fuck yeah, you're Seinfeld. It'll be huge. But it ended up making Orny Adams look kind of bad, you know, not not on purpose. <laughs> made him look like shit. It made him look kind of shitty because <laughs> it was just showing that, de- you know, the desperation that is really kind of your own, like before you go up or after you get off where, you know, you're just kind of um, – you can get petty about like little tiny things that happen on stage or you can get uh, – it's it's like super personal and, you know, against the backdrop of Seinfeld's like godlike presence of like whatever he's doing up there is the right way to do it. And Orny's going up there doing his stuff and then they're showing afterwards how he's like, you know, the, the massive downs and how he's constantly, constantly, constantly trying to – find new ways to promote himself and stuff. I don't know. It, it made him come off bad, but it, it was certainly um, worth watching. I watched it once, and I re- it just stuck with me. And I, It was in my mind for like a few weeks, and then I rewatched it, and I, I really am recommended to people. I saw it like a month ago or something. I think I'll, I'll watch it. You know, I think I might have heard of it, but I haven't, and no one's spoken to me about it like that. So, dude, it's, it's um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, uh, you know, that's, I think this might be a really, really nice little segue. I want to um, just kind of touch on, you know, what – let's let's just ma- slowly move into the whole comedy thing. Like, I haven't – when's the last time you were on stage? Oh, God. It, literally a full calendar year is gone. Last time I was up was New Year's Eve last year, 2015. 2015. Last I was up was April 1st. Was, yeah. my, was, the, was the last show that I did, was the show that I put on at, at Growler's. On April first was last. Was that the last one? Was the last one? That was the uh, fateful one, right? Where all that stuff happened. Uh, where where I got kicked out and whatnot. Was that? Yeah, that was Growlers, right? No, no, no. I got kicked out of uh, Libby's. Oh, that's right. That's right. So what happened? The Um, Growlers, you kind of had that thing with the ownership where. Yeah, the owners they didn't like me doing the open mic, but the uh, the 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 bartender liked me doing open mic, and he's like. Gabe, even, right? Yeah, Gabe. Even yeah. though we we made a couple of um, there was a couple of things here and there that happened where we ended up clearing out the bar at shitty times, and uh, the owners kind of <laughs> caught wind of it, and they're like, "Hey, stop doing it." But then he told me he's like, ah, "I talked to them. It's okay," but he never really talked to them. So we got another couple of weeks out before we went in there and we were setting stuff up, and they all showed up, and he wasn't like, "Hey, man, I didn't tell them. Don't try to set up. I just went up on stage. What are you guys doing here? Yeah, he didn't do any of that. I just started setting up. And he's like, I thought we said we weren't doing this anymore. And I was like, oh, fuck. Nice. And I instantly knew. I was like, that motherfucker. That motherfucker. But we we did the April 1st show. It went off really well. It was really nice. But uh, And it was a high note for myself. But I haven't been back on stage since. And uh, a a lot of things happened. You know, I ended up. Leaving in, so it was August, May, June, July, I left, and I traveled around a while, and I made a bunch of videos and whatnot, and went all over the place. A lot of crazy shit. We can talk about some of that stuff, but um, what, and then I ended up, uh, I was out in Seattle, made it down to Portland, and I had picked up a, a different traveling partner by the time I was in Seattle and into Portland, and things happened, I did a little bit of a falling out. I, uh, I felt like it might have been the right, to- right time to come home, and I came back home to Sarasota, and dude, I came back to Sarasota in like the, f- the first of November, and I 
haven't done dick dude i could have we could have been doing podcasts from november honestly you know what we couldn't have because i I don't know what happened it was just like this the past like three months have been for whatever reason i'm still trying to put my 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 finger on it now i'm only starting to like kind of come out of it now but it's been really really kind of dark time weird time the only thing i really fucking gave a shit about was hanging out with my like a handful of my friends and playing pool that was it and I was, yeah. dude, it, I mean, I went back to work at the same job and I was making my, I wasn't saving any money. It was every single fucking night. I'm at a bar. I'm playing pool. I'm killing it, dude. I'm killing it out there. At, at pool. like a pool shark right now. Uh, dude, I'm fucking crushing it. You don't fucking know. <laughs> dude, I, uh, dude, it's, t- I mean, I, I haven't been playing as much. Honestly, it's like, uh, you know, you get yourself to a, a, a skill level and then, uh, uh um, Everything after that is just upkeep. And it's upkeep where you got to play every single day of the week for maybe like an hour plus. And then maybe if you can break through that like 20 hours a week, you get a little, little tiny bit better that you're going to add that onto like your solid overall game. But if you're not playing every fucking day, I let two, three days go by. You come back in, dude, you're just not shooting the same. Just not shooting the same. But dude, if I got three, four days in, by the fifth day, I'm coming in fucking unstoppable just running the table oh, game at nine ball every, dude nine, nine times out of ten i mean we're not playing nine ball we, we're still playing uh eight ball no one no one around town has uh plays nine ball that i've been i mean they might do it a, at a couple places but i haven't even seen the fucking diamond rack for a nine ball game so i haven't even started delving into that but uh i'll tell you right now like dude it's it, there's something about it and this is the way i think about it like because i'll go into a bar and uh, bars have got to be the best places on the face of the planet because it's just this place. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the best place on the face of the planet. It's best pl- and the worst. The best and the worst. All the best things can happen in a bar. All the worst things can happen in a bar. And I think it's that great, great range of shit that can happen that draws you in. It's the worst thing that can happen right next to the best thing. And they're universal. I mean, every, anywhere you go in the world... I feel like even if you go to a country where they don't trick, you're still going to find a bar somewhere where you're not, you know, it's kind of underground. But everywhere there is a, there are these buildings, there's these rooms where everyone gathers around and their only purpose is to get dumber than they were when they walked in the door. And everyone agrees that it's an okay place to do that. Like, yo, right here, we can get dumb. You can do some dumb shit. If you did it outside of these walls, I might fight you. I might be like, hey. Don't do that, but right here, it's okay. And we're all agreeing that it's okay. And you're going to get loosened up. You're going to have a good time. You're going to forget everything else. And, dude, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And inside of those places, people, there are people that go into bars and all they do is they sit there and they drink and they talk. But people, people they hate idle hands. You know, they got to play darts. They got to play some kind of shuffleboard, um, pool. And then there's, dude, there's one, I'm seeing them, like, in every fucking bar. They have, like, these... Uh, He's like, bag-o. Ar- what is it? Like bago. What is that? You throw the bags into the, uh, that might be more of an outdoor thing. I've seen that. At yeah, bars. I've seen, uh, I know you're, what you're going to say, you're going to say the ring that you. No, no, no. It's like the, the game consoles there. They're for like golf. It's like a video game thing. Oh yeah. yeah and they yeah, got that yeah. little ball on the table and you like spin it. And then you can also, there's like, there's ones for bowling and shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, I get into, I, when I go into a bar and I see a group of dudes hanging around that thing, I just. I think it's just a bunch of pussies hanging out. And that's what I think. I look at them like a bunch of fucking pussies playing a fucking video game. Dude, billiards, timeless. Fucking timeless. Here's how I feel. Yeah. If the end of the world comes, right, and everything fucking goes to shit, 
You know where the first settlement is going to pop up? It's going to pop up around a fucking pool table. You know why? Because, dude, someone's going to find a pool table. It's going to be the only thing. They're not going to have football stadiums or baseball fields or anything like that. It's just going to be the only goddamn thing where you can hang around with a bunch of people and forget the Armageddon that just happened and play a game. Because you don't need to hook it up to a wall. You just got to have those 15 fucking balls and a couple of sticks and and another person or two and that's all you really need and it's just a beautiful timeless fucking game dude i'm with you on that man uh-huh. i love all those games i do like the the game i thought you were going to mention because i've seen it at a few places now is there's a there's a bar in Gulfgate whose name is escaping me but they had an open mic there for a while and uh you got a washer that's on a piece of rope that's like tied to the ceiling and then you you, you stand like 10 feet in the wall and there's like a little uh pipe or not a pipe like a little what do you call it like a little sh- a little shaft it could be a hook whatever and you have to swing the washer at it and hook it so either it's going to be like you know like a fake finger like they'll they'll put rings on in like a jewelry store it's something like that sticking off the wall and you swing the washer and it's got a hook on that thing and stay dude that's it's a like, dumb, it's a dumb game it's super rudimentary but what the hell how about um there's a game up that I played up north that was fun where they take this PVC and they make uh, like a three – like a picture like a clothesline but small, low to the ground. It's only two feet high. And it's basically three pieces of PVC across and then you've got these uh, – the thing – you throw things at it. So I'm standing on one side throwing at yours. You're standing at that one throwing at mine. And they're like little flexible – I don't know, like picture like two tennis balls in a sock on each end of a sock and you throw that. And you got to try and hook them on the. I mean, what you just said is exactly right. When all the shit hits the fan and everything, all the dust settles. A pool table is kind of complex. That's nice if you can get to that level, but for the most part, it's going to be people just going, "Hey, let's take these fucking things and throw them at that." I bet I can do my bocce ball. How about bocce ball? Bocce ball. Just need a bunch of balls. Just need a bunch of balls, dude. There's another game, a washer game, where. You're standing on this raised little thing. It's like a, a like picture, like a like a gift box, right? But now it's like four feet long, and it's like ten inches high. And they put holes in it, and then you put two of those opposing each other, and you take washers and you throw them in. If you get it in the little one in the back, it's five points. You just throw washers at it. I've seen that up in camps up north. It's just rudimentary stuff, but it. Dude, it all does the same thing, man. It all does you the get, same thing. It all Because there's a guy the that's really good at whatever the game is, wherever you – you go up to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and there's only 85 people that ever heard of this one game, but one of them is fucking awesome at it, and he just wants to go to camp and drink a bunch of beers. And he's going to fucking, fucking sink it every time. He's going to kill everyone that plays. Yeah, and he loves no it. Rival. He's got no rival. In this game. <laughs> he waits. He, he doesn't even play anymore. He just sits back and he watches everyone else waiting. Waiting for that the the person to walk through the door that can maybe challenge him, because you know the uh, is it maybe just like tempering the booze because I, I do feel I I feel a certain respect for people that have self awareness we all have self awareness that have self awareness and don't ever need to take a break. I am like such a every I I might go a few weeks without having a beer, but then after that third week there's a tension that is built up. I need to just have a bunch. I need to take a little vacation. And it's, I call it time travel without having to uh, do anything, man. Or vacation without having to pack your bags. Oh, Eight absolutely. or ten beers. You just wake up the next morning. Sometimes it's really bad. Sometimes it was like, hey, that was nice, you know? 
Right. Dude, I think I don't even think that's a human thing and I think it's it's rare. It's it's just to find somebody that's a bleeding diehard alcoholic, can't go to work, spend all their money on booze. Those people they're out are, there. Are out there and they're just as rare as the person that never touches a drop of alcohol in their life. It's 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 opposite ends of the spectrum. Most of us fall right in the middle of that bell curve of people who are going to drink occasionally and some some of us are going to drink more but it's not going to affect our day-to-day fucking function there's just i think with the higher order sort of things the the the, uh the higher order mate like mammals and things like that it becomes more and more of something that's got to happen but we see it not just in humans i mean they they uh i feel like i may might even brought this up on the podcast before but there are are really uh, um there's there's a there's an island somewhere where there's a bunch of macaques that inhabit this island and it's it's just a booze cruise island like booze cruises, uh, like or cruises just fucking dump people. What's off a on this what's a macaque? Is that like some type of monkey? Yeah, of? yeah, it's a, it's a, okay. type, a type of monkey. And so they they just drop people off on this island, but the the fucking monkeys have the every single one on the island now they know what booze is because it's just so prevalent that's all it's a, nothing but tourism so everyone's just getting fucking loaded every day all day and it's been a re- <laughs> yeah and so it's it's a it's been as far to to for for like a sociology sort of study it's been a beautiful thing because they've they've noticed that the amount of monkeys fall in line as far as the ratio of of um, which ones drink all the fucking time. Like there's some that wake up, they just walk up to the first half cup of uh, uh, daiquiri that they find and they fucking chug it and then they're doing that all day until they pass out. There's some that will go days without drinking and then they'll drink every once in a while and there's some that won't touch it at all. And um, it falls right in line with if there was a, like let's say there's 100 monkeys and you had a hundred humans, it would fall right in line with this, with the same ones. With the that's, with the, that's funny, isn't it? It's but, really. But here's the here's the difference, though, is that if we didn't come and, and taint their, um, you know, their civilization, these monkeys, their monkeys are not going to find ways to unwind, like with with substances. You know, maybe right. they have natural born. You know, they run. You know, they have games of skill against each other, or they have the feats of. Uh, dominance one way that type of stuff but that's that only i think intensifies this thing that we all want to get the release from right, you're talking about the uh, the altering of consciousness yes is is and i think it's an innate thing it's just the availability of it so they put it there i don't know if we tainted it it's just there in front of them they found out what it was but the the uh drive for it or the the drive for that release to change your consciousness for for the benefit of stress relief, which was it, that's what it is at the end of the day, is like it's a it's the benefit of stress relief. I find it I, I, personally, I think it's almost like sleeping, the way we do sleeping. Like sleeping is that release. Like you just, dude, I don't want to be fucking thinking about anything anymore. Just get me the fuck out of here, just for a little bit, and um, and you go to sleep. And but instead, it's like a different. You're not asleep. You're not awake. I'm fucking drunk. And um, the thing is, when you're asleep. It's like all systems are shut down. You're not like half sleeping. You're either asleep or you're not. And the break that you're looking for is you want to be awake and not have that that stress. It's, and I think with like animals, it's you stress, you know, EU stress, which is 
that good stress that keeps you alive or that stress that uh, you you know get, puts out the forces you to create the right endorphins so that you do good things and I think most animals especially since they don't have self-awareness they live off that stress like that is what allows them to get away from something that's going to eat them or helps them save their kids from imminent danger or helps them catch their prey or whatever they don't need a break from that they when that comes in because they're so much more instinctual and so much more focused on keeping themselves alive to procreate they don't have this this built up you know they don't have self-image i don't think a fucking leopard has a self-image at all so he can't have a crisis about his uh, self-esteem or you know he's not comparison is the thief of joy but you have to have self-awareness to compare right so well, maybe maybe in our and that's maybe it's how the stress manifests itself uh on a human level is it manifests in in comparison or the self-reflection or, or having the self-awareness but even um all the way down to uh bears there are bears that that they find that seek fermented fruit for the purpose of getting drunk and i mean there's million not millions but there's there's a lot of videos you can find online of bears that are drunk off fermented fruit and uh it's the same there's with other that's cool other See, that's, i didn't realize that that other they, animals do that yeah that's they cool. seek it out so like maybe one or two like bears are or are, are they're highly intelligent they're they're just like a pig or anything or, or i think they're closely related to a pig which, which is smarter than a dog but you know one of them finds out that eating a, a fruit is, uh, uh, that's been sitting on the ground in like a puddle of water for a long time gets it fucked up and then um, that's all he's seeking out and you know with the nose that they have it's not too difficult in the right season to just get fucking drunk all the time and um, leopards <laughs> yeah dude it, it's a really really common thing but do you think a bear specifically has self-awareness no that's what I'm saying do you think I'm he saying? just recognized like the I Pavlovian like ooh because like rats when they do experience with the cocaine We'll go punch that little thing to get the cocaine. Oh, because it feels good, and that's the, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the other thing. So, but it's not so, an escape. It's like a very direct, well, we don't, low we, level. Right. We don't know why they do it. We know for us, it's almost like we have, uh, uh, like we do the same things that all the other animals do, right? So, so for instance, w what you just brought up with the the mice, they found out it's so it's the same thing with the mice. Just like the macaques on the island, they found out it's the same ratio of macaques will drink all the time and all that stuff to humans and they found out it's the same thing with mice like for, so if you have a hundred people and you give them all cocaine there's going to be a bunch of them that are doing it all the time and to the point where they do nothing else and it's all they want and and then um you know the rest that don't like it yada yada well that same thing happens with mice it's the same ratio so for us i feel like it's um i feel like it's like a, a our reasons are just a lot more complicated because we can rationalize it in so many different fucking ways. But when you just start tearing away the layers of all of our stupid, like, oh, well, my wife is this, or oh, school isn't going well, or, or work and all that kind of stuff, when you start tearing that away and you finally get down to the base level for why we're actually doing it, it's the same reason why the mice is doing or why the mouse is doing it or why the bear is doing it. And uh, what that reason is, we might not even be... It's just... What else can I? I don't know. So you're saying I'm underestimating the mouse might be really unhappy with the living. I don't think we're his underestimating. His mother is right it. up his ass, and his stepmother was always a bitch to him. And <laughs> it could be. I think it's just. <laughs> Can't I get think ahead it's, in the job. I just. I think it's a. It's very very simple, and we, with our big dumb brains, overcomplicate it, 
and we try to put all these reasons in front of why we like getting fucked up rather than just being, I like getting fucked up, you know, because that's at the end of the day. You think the, the mouse is going, ah, my work isn't going so great. I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do a little bump. Nah, he's like, I did that bump. It feels good. I'm going to do another bump. <laughs> See, now I think we are like, just like the animals in that, uh, you know, most of the time what we're doing it, we are just like animals. Like you're not thinking about nine out of 10 beers you drink. You're not thinking like, um, oh, I want to just kind of take the edge off or whatever, you know, but then you, you do have that beer number 10 or, you know, every fifth time you drink, you have that more introspective self-aware moment. You were like, what am I fucking doing? Like I got to work tomorrow. I got no time for this fucking, I'm talking to this lady I never met telling her this fucking story about my sister. That's always pissed me off. I, I'm like troubled today or whatever. And I'm dealing with it with alcohol and you can have that moment of awareness. I don't think a rat would ever have that awareness. A rat will just keep on, Hitting the button, getting the coke until they fucking die. Even crackheads like right, but eat. not all the rats do that. Like not, not all, all the rats, rats did it. No, yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's it's that's what I mean. It's like the same amount of rats would do that as the amount of humans that you see on the streets. So that's so all they care is about the, is coke. Is that related though to the the drug intake, or like if you did it with Oreos, which do not have a mind altering effect? I mean, you know, there's Many a certain amount of us, myself included, that will overindulge in an Oreo. Right. I don't like Oreos, but it's a good, you know, that type of crap. But then there's some people that don't ever touch them. Oh, I won't eat it. And then there's people that I have an Oreo now and again. I feel like that is what we're talking about with that is more like the the, the what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like a like a modesty. Uh, bone that's that's a terrible way to put it but you know i think there's I think a modesty the difference, bone that we i have. think the difference between the cookie and the drug is the social the social stigma that we might give to it so let's say coffee coffee is a drug just as strong or caffeine is a drug just as strong or as as potent as you know a lot of people would argue as as many of the other ones but there's no there's zero social stigma attached to it but if you look at it and people don't aren't aren't attaching the same I think the more of a social stigma you have attached to a substance, the more people rationalize it with deep, like, intertwined reasons for why they're doing it. Oh, well, I do it because of this or because of this. Whereas with coffee, you don't see people, you don't see people going with anything, any other reason than I'm fucking tired and I'm addicted to it. And if I don't fucking drink it, I'm going to have a headache. And that's, like, yeah. the biggest reason why people are doing it because there's it's no social stigma. Subtle. It's a more subtle mind alteration, though, with coffee, I think, than some of the other stuff we're talking about, like, right? you know, versus, like, mushrooms or, like, but with the MDMA or whatever. Yeah, I think, I, I, and I'm saying this purely out of my ass, but I, I would almost guarantee that <laughs> if you were to take coffee and, again, take 100 people and give them all coffee and then 100 people give them all Coke and 100 people and they all drink and they do, this, do the same thing with rats all the way down the line. It's going to always fall into the exact same numbers of people that do it all the time, do it some of the time, and never do it. I agree with you. And that, I and agree with you. Because like, I think moderation is the word I was looking for earlier. Yeah. And I think it's about moderation and people like, you know, I mean, some people just don't give as much of a shit. Right. Some people give way more of a shit. And, and I most think, people have give that average amount of... And to be honest, I, I feel, I think... I think it comes down to something that's much more instinctual and survivalist. It's might, I think it's closer to a mechanism in our brain that goes, okay, you just got something that benefited you or you felt benefited you. 
get more of that and never fucking stop, right? And uh, and that's that's I think what it comes down to. And then and then when it comes to humans and there being substance like abuse or or or, or a, a, a substance with stigma, we just layer on top of that just survivalist instinctual thing. We just got to add reasons and rationalizations to why we're doing it, which kind of muddles the whole thing. But then when you take something as as intense or anything like heroin or coke or any of that kind of stuff and then when mice do it like you there's no way the mice is is rationalizing it the same way that a human does but then again you look at the mice and they're doing it in the same numbers that people are i don't know i think it's a i think it's something real simple and we just overcomplicated it no you know you're right i think this probably is a biological like it's just you're either going to be an a b or c someone that's got the you know, they can't modulate their own use, and some people that don't even want to get into it, so they'll just avoid it altogether and totally abstain. And then most of us are like, "I'll try it, but I'm not going to get all, you know, hepped up on it or whatever." But that that could be only a part of it. I think maybe there's also a component again because we are self-aware, and I don't know that there's that many other animals that are self-aware. I think there probably are some. I don't know exactly which ones they are, but I think they're. Not that like what what other animals do you really dolphins. feel? You think dolphins are self aware? Oh, they're they're absolutely self aware. I mean, it's like a proven thing. There's dolphins self aware. There's uh, a lot of birds are self aware. Um, you think and, birds? There's birds no, that are self aware. I'm not talking out of out of I think I know. I mean, I've read about them. There's a lot of birds that are self aware, and um, and a lot of prim- primates that are self aware. But yeah, yeah. So birds. Uh, I so know maybe they're on the scale of self awareness. You know, they have some level of it, but like, Not you know, think of, as far, there are humans that that have minimal levels of self-awareness right, right. <laughs> that are self-aware, but it's minimal. So it's then minimal. if you put him up in a chess match up against a dolphin, he's probably still going to kick ass. <laughs> he's going to beat that dolphin's ass. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess maybe there's like a minimum threshold of self-awareness that I'm looking at because it's, you know, that is the... That's the reverberation that gives you these other things that I'm talking about. If you have a super minimal level of self-awareness, like uh, there was a guy, there was a lady that I used to know in Maine, and she had a she took in a kid with Down syndrome. He was like in his 20s, and I guess his mother just had, and I don't actually know how he became a ward of the state because his mother was around in the picture, but she took him in, and he just kind of was like her boarder at the house. And, uh, you know, they kind of were like, hey, you got to go get dressed. All right, we'll go into the thing. He had a job and stuff. But he really had to be monitored. He, so it's, this is a human being, but his, his level of self-awareness, that I, I feel anyway, based on my, my limited observation, was, was pretty low. He was at a – I mean, I think that was, that's a big part of the, the disease. But, like, he would do stuff – like, if you didn't watch him – he would totally eat like whatever the hell was available in front of him, you know, or like his favorite thing to do was, uh, this is a, a thing that he was into. He had a book that came with a tape and he would play the tape and read the book. And he did like this rocking. And, uh, I mean, he would like, if you, if you left him alone and you didn't tell him to like stop the rocking and move on to the, Hey, now it's time for bed. Or now we're going to go to lunch. I mean, he would do it for hours. The dude had like this friggin' six pack dude because he would just do this rocking thing. And I just feel like 
He loved you know, it. He's, it felt good, man. It just felt good. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's it. He lived so much in the now that he didn't have that that moderation filter that we're talking about. So you could do it with the Oreos. You could do it with the beer. You could do it with whatever. He just was right so much in the now. He was like, yeah, that's good. I'll have another. Yeah, that's good. I'll have another. Oh, there's something else? And you could just turn him five degrees to the right, and that's his new favorite thing. you know. And when you're talking about there's certain people that in, in rats and everything, we're all on the same line. There's a certain proportion of overdoers, abstainers, and then the middle of the pack. I think it's more about do you have the – how long of a view are you – what's your default view? How long is your default view? Are you walking around being like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to work for the IRS for the next 46 years. Then my IRA kicks in and I'm going to – you know, this we're going to move down to Boca – you're always thinking that's like your basic daily thought pattern, then you're probably not going to just sit down and eat a shitload of Oreos, at least on a regular basis, you know, or you're not going to just drink yourself into a stupor unless biological forces take you over. As opposed to someone that doesn't have that, uh, that longer view, someone that doesn't have the mindset of looking at the future and again, you can't really look at the future. I don't believe you can look at the future without self-awareness. I don't think a leopard thinks much about much beyond the next cycle of eat shit, sleep. That's it. Right. He feels the feeling of, of eating and he's like, ah, I got to go eat something. I'm hungry. Yeah. Yeah. And right. his brain, his brain probably leaks out certain hormones at certain times. So they all know when it's time to go mate or whatever the whatever for based on the animal it's not something that that comes from within it's like once it starts getting hot this thing happens and their junk starts popping out and they're like hey let's go do this and then all of a sudden they're doing something else and all the women don't want it and they're putting out you know stink pheromones like hey i'm already pregnant get off me i'm sore leave me alone <laughs> whatever it's not like something my feet hurt <laughs> my feet hurt yeah it's not something they're choosing to do so this whole thing started with us talking about people choosing not to have kids and i feel like it's some it's a my my basic my my thing is that it's a problem with their basic long view short view thing where something in their head is saying i like the way things are right now a kid is going to be a lot of work which they are it's going to be a lot of money it's going to pull my whole personal direction so far out of where i'm going i i don't want that yeah. even though it's totally against i got to imagine it's, it's, it's totally, totally against, against Oh, absolutely. Everything. It's against everything. And I, so I, I can't help but feel that it's, it's, it's the, it's the part of our brain that, uh, cause we're all doing the same things, right? So like we've established that the rats are doing the same things that people are doing. Right. And, um, as far as like, so we're still talking about like the substance and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I, and it's just, we, I just think we add the the part of our brain, which is like the the very front part of our brain that's more developed than all the rest of the mammals and everything. We just we have all the same. That's, is that is that the difference for us? By the way, we have the yeah. So the there's the lobe. you you have the reptilian brain, which is the very it's the it's the your abdubla oblongata, and that's right. the part that is attached to your spinal column, and and that's your reptilian brain. So you have the exact same. It's the same structure. It looks identical uh, all the way down through like birds and reptiles and everything. The and super basic functions. Super ba basic functions. It's, it's breathing. All of your, yeah, all of your, um, 
autonomic systems uh, run out of this area. Your reflexes run out of that that area. And then the next portion of the brain is called the mammalian brain, and that's the kind of the chunk of brain that's like in the middle. And that, if you just imagine the brain continuing to grow out from the spinal column, and then so that's the mammalian brain. So you share that same part of the brain all the way down through. Like so, a dog has a reptilian brain, and he has the mammalian brain. And then um, the 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 frontal cortex, that extra fucking chunk of brain, is the human brain. And then you see that uh, starting to develop in uh, higher order primates and in dolphins like dolphins have a larger portion of that than we do um and that is yeah and then and that is what is is uh what yeah that's that's it's literally that's those are the names of it it's the reptilian the mammal the mammalian and the human brain are all those different portions of the brain so we still have all of those same things we just keep building on top of it and I just I can't help but feel that all, we have the same instinctual natures as everything else, but we 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 illustrate this elaborate goofy story for why we're doing the same things. Whereas for a fucking mouse, it's just going coke feels good. I want to do coke. We're like, eh, you got a whole fucking story that you built around it because that's just how the human brain works. The human brain, it it connects information in in a story pattern. And because that's what sets us apart. It sets us apart. Having that, that foresight. You build a story so that you, this is what's happened in the past. And so then you can kind of take everything that's happened in the past and you can project it, the possibilities of it happening in the future. And that's, the, that's how we survive uh, using our brain is by trying our hardest to predict the future. And that's why we fucking love gambling so much is because it's just trying to predict the future. And if you can predict the future, dude, you can fucking make money off of it. If you can just, I see the patterns, I feel the patterns. I can just try to predict the future. And so I think that's, for a large part, I think that's what, what so much of what we do is we are just, we're animals, but we're, we have this story that our brains have built that we're not. We're not animals. We do these things because of this. But we're still doing the same things as the animals. We just have all these reasons and, and things built around it that are... Well, we're trying to separate ourselves. Like if you're like in a pack of dogs... Like the dog, when it's that time, a dog's just going to go take the other dog and just take it home. Mm-hmm. It's going to ram it, you know? Right, it's going to ram it, dude. <laughs> in our society, there's still a lot of dudes that, that are like that, but there's also a very large concerted effort to be like, hey, right. you know, this consent is a big deal, and I don't know that that's something that's existing in most animal things. Maybe dolphins have, you know, they, they have a no you know consent-only rule or whatever but i don't think lower animals have any of that and it's like we don't we don't judge on that because they're animals right Right, they just like you said they just have the reptilian and the mammalian functions but at the end of the day if you're a female and you're not in the next order you're just at at any moment you're gonna sex is gonna happen you're just gonna have to go with it (laughs) and we're like trying to separate ourselves it's a rough life it's a it's a it's a major change in the life of the of the person in the you know of the female if if there's a concerted effort for consent i'm sorry go ahead you were, oh, you're gonna change gears i was no no i'm, I'm adding right to i'm continue going uh, this is this is something i've um i've always felt that this is the curse of the human the curse of the human curse is of human. the curse of the human of the human condition is that we are a mind that is 
inside of an animal, like we're, we're a human mind that's just, that is implanted inside of uh, an animal. We're an animal. Everything we do, when it comes down to the very fucking basic reasons for why we're doing it is an animal. But we, but we have the cognitive ability to see that maybe we shouldn't be doing it for those reasons or that we should be able to, for instance, um, uh, uh, it is an in, it, it might be like an instinctual thing for a male to want to 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 want to procreate with as many females as he wants or not as he wants as he can right but uh, at oh fucking a but at the end of the day <laughs> sorry <laughs> but at the uh, uh hold on i got so um my phone started ringing. It really threw me for a loop. <laughs> could be could be an opportunity for procreation. You could be in it. Yeah, you never know. So hold on, I get to put it somewhere now. I got I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, for instance, uh, and this is this is what I love to bring up when when people start talking about like social programs and things like that. And this is I really don't like talking about like politics. And this is really borders on the line of politics. But it's it's why I think. On a large scale, uh, um, social programs where you're you're supposed to like we all understand ideology uh, 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 the ideology behind. I have abundance, you do not have abundance, and I should share. Right, the yeah. ideology on uh, behind that is just it's undeniable. It's it's unfucking deniable. Right, and but that ideology is inside the fucking body of an animal, and it's borderline impossible to do it. Unless you're in a group of like two, three hundred people. If you're in a group, if it's like a large pack, like a village kind of thing, and you know everybody in the village, and I have a lot of shit, Billy's down on his fucking luck, yeah, I'll give Billy some fucking money. It's easy, right? But you're ask, we, we all understand that that's the way we should be. We should be very compassionate, even if we don't know them. We have compassion to people we don't even fucking know. But it's trying to force the animal inside of us to fucking do that. And I think that's that's the curse of the human. The curse of the human is having the knowledge that we're not supposed to do this animal shit, but we still fucking do the animal shit because it's it's in it's in us. Where it's instinctual, and it, our whole struggle, day in and day out, is trying to overcome that fucking beast that that lives inside of us. Which is what I want to just nonstop serve my own needs. Nonstop serve my own needs, or and 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 your own needs can still fall within your own family and, or or your pack for lack of better words, people that are close to you, like your group of a uh, hundred, 200 fucking people that you're close to. Right. And then everything outside of that, it's just, that's, that's the problem with how many fucking people and, and being connected with them the way that we are. It's just, um, they say you can only get connected to a certain amount of people. Yeah, too. It's the, it's I know you're Dunbar, going back to like the, the early number. days of humanity. Yeah. The Dunbar the number. And that's again, because we have progressed as a civilization so much further than these animals. Just dude, uh, I love saying this. Uh, um, you've met Matt. He's been on the podcast a couple times. Yeah. And uh, when we first started going to college not too long ago, he said he said something in passing that was so beautiful. We're having a conversation about essentially this kind of shit. And he's like, dude, think about it. We're 2,000 years from Babylon, right? We're just nothing but a bunch of sheep herders walking around New York City staring at these fucking lights. Nothing in us has changed physically but our outside and our environment has changed so drastically. We're all instantly connected across a globe of billions of people. And we're not physically inundated with all in kinds of information that we don't understand. Right, dude. And we're, we're, we're not built for it. We're not physically built for what we ideological th ideologically think 
we should be doing. We're not built for our ideals. And that's, that's, the, that's the curse of the human is we're not built for our, for, for our ideals. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and, and that, that's, that's the, so. Yeah, that is a nice statement. I like that. And I think because we are aware, I, I just always go back to self-awareness because that's the number one hamper of humanity is that you can sit back and let the chemicals in your brain do what you want, whether it's an old biological imperative to pare down to a small group where we're all self-contained or, you know, the, the urge for procreation or the urge to want to just do whatever I want to do. And, and take care of myself, all of these things in the chemicals that are just your body just produces these chemicals to bring you up or put you down and you can fuck with them. You can take in these, you know, things to alter that. Right. But as these things are happening, you are sitting back and just watching it all happen. You're like, that's happening in Iran right now. This is happening down the street. I just drove 20 miles to work and took in more stimulus than a caveman took in in his whole fucking life and it was just my boring ass drive to Bradenton yeah and, and, and your mind just starts to like tunnel and be like look dude we're gonna get killed if you're looking at every thing we drive by to stare ahead kind of block some of this stuff out you know and then that has its own effect that's that's a microcosm of like your whole life you can't take it all in you're like look I'm at the pool hall trying to improve my game I can't be checking everyone out and going to make small talk and see who went where and who's doing what and what I might be connected. Just playing pool. I'm here to do that. Then we're going to get in my car and we're going to smoke a joint. Then we're going to go do this. And I'm doing this. That's all. i got to carve out my little piece. Whereas if you're a leopard, you don't even consider your, your bubble in relation to anything for fuck's sake. You, have, you are just a leopard and you're like, there's food in front of me. I'm running for it. And if something's chasing me, I'm running for it. That's it. There's no contemplation about, wow, we almost got it. Or, we, you know, there's only we're eating now, we're shitting, we're sleeping, time to fuck. Right. Which there's those no, are the There's no same. contemplation. There's no reflection. You're right. And, and uh, um, here we are. We're, we're humans. We're, we're animals that still have those same stress levels that are built into us for that exact purpose. The same thing that the, that the, the leopard has, right? But we've, because of our intelligence and because of our, our way to transfer information down lines of generations, we have made it so that we don't have to worry about those things anymore. We don't have to worry about where we're going to sleep. We don't have to worry about where we're going to get food, how we're going to get water, how we're going to get laid. We don't have to worry about any of that stuff because it's all been built for us already. But those functions, those stress levels, those things are still inside of us. They're still built into this animal, this, this thing that we're this, this vessel we're running around with. And so you don't, the stress level you might get when you miss, you see a buffalo out in, out in the field and you, and you want to go, you want to go kill the buffalo and, uh, and you missed it and you have a proper hormone response of depression because you missed the fucking buffalo. Well, <laughs> that's a proper fucking hormone response and you freak out and you get mad, right? Well, instead... I'm not chasing a buffalo, but I'm about to make this fucking green light. All of a sudden it turns orange and then red and I'm fucking stuck at this red light and I'm a little bit late for work. And now the same hormone response I would get from missing a buffalo, I get from missing a red light and I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm completely ignoring the fact that I'm full of food already. I got a fucking Big Mac in my hand. I got laid the night before. I, I know I'm in a car. I know that I'm going to be going home and sleeping. Everything 
for proper life function is taken care of, yet I have the same emotional stress response that I have if I if I missed food and that that was gonna feed me for a fucking week and you're freaking out having road rage screaming and honking your horn at fucking nothing. <laughs> well, because it is the re, the response is the response to self awareness in the face of all these things that you just listed. The question against all of them is I have this stress response and I don't understand it and I never will. Never and then will. this other thing happens you never will and it's like why the fuck am I even here. What is Dude. even the point? That's why people. That's why, why they, don't I just check my bag, fly to Fort Lauderdale, un get go get my luggage, and then just fucking start shooting people in the airport? Why don't I do that? Hey, what are you talking about? It's <laughs> <laughs> not like, funny. When, when, when I hear that shit, I'm like, what? What was going through these fucking people's minds? Like, dude, what's going on in their mind? God, he, it didn't even seem like he was angry. Mm-hmm. Like so far from what I've heard, he wasn't angry at anything. He's not like super into a cause. He was just like, I don't get it. I couldn't catch the buffalo. Then there was yellow light. I felt small because now I'm like late for work and I don't really care about my boss. But I'm like, I'm all stressed out. Like what? I have no control over anything. I can't just fuck what I want. I can't do what I want. Fuck. You know, and yeah, you just manifest just... it all in this like fucking anger spree. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly. Uh, what are we up to now? Like seven, eight billion people, and you just heard I think about seven. I think it's about seven, and two billion of them are Indian or Chinese. And uh, yeah, I, yep, absolutely. And you know what? And I can't. We're I can't, the third most populous nation. You know that? We are. We are the third. How many mil, How many Americans are there? Three hundred mil. Yeah, there's because uh, I just I always thought we were like you know there's 150 countries or what 140 whatever how many countries there are. And we're like, I don't know, 30 in population. We got more people in Britain. We got more people in Brazil. We got more people. But we're not like right up there. No, we're fucking right there. There's China, there's India, and there's America. And you know what's crazy? Is our, uh, our, our population, as, as long as, I, as far as I've known, has been the closest to a perfect replenishing rate. Yeah, it uh, barely is growing. Well, immigration and immigration does artificially grow us because it's a fucking place. Right, but I, it artificially grows us. And for everybody that immigrates and has six kids, there's that family that lives in Seattle and has half a kid. So right. uh, that it, it balances out and we've been at a, at a steady, it's like 2.2 or 2.3 replace, replacement rate for as long as I've known. J- Japan is going the other way. I just heard yeah. a thing on Marketplace. So, they're not even replacing. No, they haven't been replacing for decades now, and uh, it's, like a, it's like a crisis. Oh yeah, it's a crisis, and not just in. And it's the same reason. It's the so so. Um, this is what I was talking about uh, before. So the more advanced a civilization becomes overall, the lower the birth rates become because they find um, because they 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 find fulfillment in things outside of of having kids, and. Uh, so the, your country's, um, which Spain, is like a reptilian brain function, maybe, which is just having kids, uh, having so, kids is just a reptilian brain thing. So the further you get away from that, right. the more likely you are to just be like, no, fuck that. Fuck it, I'm I don't need to do more. it. So, so yeah, yeah I'm going to be a frontal lobe fucking driven person. Uh, most, most old European countries, Spain, Greece, we're talking about all the ones that have completely fucking tanked in their, uh, social economic structure. And it's been uh, Greece, obviously, Spain, France. Germany's not so fucking bad. Um, Italy, really fucking bad. Japan, really fucking bad. These are all countries. Their population replacement, you're saying? So their their replacement rate in most of those countries is at one or below one. 
Yes. Yeah. And so when that happens, when you let's say uh, your country, when the replacement rate is upwards of maybe 1.8 or something like that, which is still not fucking looking good. Once you slip down below two, it's almost never coming back. And so um, you get right around there and your, your country's like, hey, we're all looking pretty good. And you're like, you know what we should do? Let's do a Social Security kind of thing. That means everybody, they're going to turn 60. And the younger people are going to keep paying into it. And the older people, we're going to give them uh, uh, money. They don't have to do anything. And we're just going to give them money. Well, what happens is uh, everyone starts getting a little bit of that money. No one starts wor- uh, n- no one's um, having kids anymore. And then all of a sudden, there's nobody being born to pay into that structure that's giving money to people. So it becomes very top-heavy and it collapses. And I'm not just like talking out of my ass. That's like you can look at that's what happened in Greece and Spain and Italy, France. And that's also been the cause, more or less, whether it's indirect, it might be a little bit of a logical fallacy. I, I don't I don't think it is. It's it's but it is cause we are in the midst of what I've heard the largest uh, human immigration in, or human migration in history, which is the migration of people from uh, Muslim countries, which are. They're very, very old uh, uh, cultures, but they have been completely decimated over the course of, you know, when you had people like Genghis Khan walking into Beijing and wiping it out completely. I think it's um, what what uh, what in in Iraq, the uh, Baghdad, Baghdad in Iraq is apparently listening to Dan Carlin's. Um, hardcore, Love history. hardcore history, yeah, yeah. Hardcore history is saying that oh, it's just about now that the population and, and the civilization, like the whole structure of the country, is just now kind of getting back to where it was before fucking Genghis Khan walked walked in there and wiped them out. So they're yeah. though they are older civilizations, they've been knocked back for various reasons, and uh, their populations are still very very high. They have uh, religions that that really push for high, you know, no contraceptive. And as many kids as you fucking can and whatnot. So they're just making as many as they can. And um, they have so many people. And then, you know, what are they going to do? They're, it's this huge migration from these areas of the world in, in northern Africa and um, in the Middle East and things like that. It's this massive migration from those places into these places where there's work because the social structure is completely collapsing. So that's why there's so many Muslims in France and Italy and Spain and all that kind of stuff. It's because there's no... The Italians aren't having fucking kids anymore. They're not having kids, and they need somebody to be paying into these. So they need people to be working and starting businesses and paying into these social structures, but uh, they're not doing it themselves. So there's this massive, massive migration. This is actually, uh, I read a book, in uh, the only I, it was like the year I was political, right? It was probably like my sophomore, or junior, <laughs> in high school, and uh, I got really. There was this book. It's called America, America Alone by. Um, Mark Steinberg or some shit like that, and this is it's it's a it's it's all on human geography and this this uh, massive human migration. He talks all about um, replacement rates in different countries and how America has almost a perfect replacement rate and uh, all these different social structures are collapsing in other countries. So the thing is, these the structures they can work, they can work, but they can only work if there's a surplus from another area that comes in so if for instance if you wanted to make a social structure uh, or social socioeconomic uh, um, program like social security function properly you would have to have people give into it in a, in a different way or you would have to have a, a a surplus of a resource in most countries the surplus of resource is human 
is human labor, so they just hope that people are going to work and pay the extra money. Well, don't forget, there's, you know, compound interest makes it so that even though you have less people putting into it in 30 years, it's going to be a dollar is going to be so much more right. valuable. Yeah, the, the that, inflation, it, it really And they're always up. adjusting it. You know, I feel like Social Security in America is, is fairly stable. And that's because of I, our birth rate. Even, even though we're getting older and people are living longer and it's more expensive for those final years and, uh, you know, it's more expensive from the get-go, I still feel like it, we, we can fix that, that thing. You know, it's working. I sometimes... Because we uh, for okay, so for 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 how I see it, how I how I understand it, it's working because we are there are still people that are paying into it. But in a country, so what do you do when you when when there aren't there's no working force anymore? There's no one old enough to be paying into it. Is do you there's there are things that they could I mean, do. There'll always be people paying into it, though. I mean, the society of itself is always has... going to be. But is there going to be enough people paying into it? And then, they, and then you start upping them. Like we got to charge these people more money, and then people start trying to find ways to circum, circumvent it, or or you can never extract enough money for it to pay because it just becomes so top heavy. But there are countries where it works. So, for instance, Norway is a country that has all these same systems, uh, but it works. And the reason it works is because the country itself has a massive surplus of oil, uh, which has given them a um, a GDP surplus is that a proper? I don't know if that, that's how I should say it. They the country. It's one of the only countries in the world that has an has like a savings account of money that they don't know what to fucking do with, and that's because so they don't even they can they can literally have people uh, uh, not work at all, and it doesn't affect them because they are exporting enough oil to pay into these social programs. So that's. That is the surplus that they need to be paying into. So I think for a country to properly maybe function with those socioeconomic uh, uh, programs, they would have to instate things like a mandatory, you have to work for the state for two years when you turn a certain age so that you, they can take stress off of something else. So everyone had to like go and build roads or, or, or volunteer some kind of time for uh, a number of years and so that they can then allocate enough funds to those programs like social uh, uh, uh like medicare or um a a uh, uh so uh, fucking social security and shit like that because if you're just going to take it from the people's the people's paychecks while well, people are going to get comfortable they're going to stop having kids and then those there's going to be less kids than there are old people who are taking the money and then where are you getting the money from so it has to be something there that puts it back into it and none of it, uh, it the only way it works is with that surplus or in a group of like 200 people where you know the person and you're completely comfortable just being like yeah dude i fucking know billy i'll give billy money it's cool he'll pay it back because i know the guy i know where he lives <laughs> well you know again I, I think you you really can't understate the the value of hey isaiah in 2017 you put a dollar in the bank we're going to pay you three dollars when you retire, and you're like, how the fuck is that sustainable? Because by the time you retire in 40 years, the dollar that you put in has been tenfolded, and they can give you $7 for that dollar and still have spent it the way they wanted to spend it but twice over, for Christ's sakes. You know? So I, here's what I think. As you were talking about this, I was like, wow, I feel like America is going to be the savior for the world in this way. All these other company, countries – 
are stuck in their own little silo of growth rates and whatnot. Because let's face it, America is one country, super diverse to the point of fucking. It's counterproductive in a lot of ways. <laughs> I've never. You're you're right. It's so diverse. It's counterproductive. <laughs> so so we are like. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a popular opinion to be like, hey, diversity is okay to a certain point, but if we're spending all this money to have the same sign done five different ways, maybe we could just have different neighborhoods. And then everyone's like, whoa, what are you, fucking Nazi? No, I'm just saying, I'm not saying we have to all be fucking separate. Let's just, but anyway, look, I'm not getting into my my rant there. I'm just saying America (laughs) is- Sounds like you want to rant. (laughs) America is the diverse uh, place in this own, it's the only country that's like that. You go to Finland- you have a bunch of Finns. You go to Germany, they're Germans. You go to China, they're Chinese. America is the testing ground for how these things work so that down the road, as these third, as all these nations move into the first world and start getting out of the farm thing and into, wow, it costs a lot of money to put this kid in college, they'll be able to realize, hey, we don't all have to stay just like we are. America is teaching the world we, we're going to need to have a little fucking flexibility. Finland's fucking low on something else. Let's send in some fucking Chinese, fucking pump it back up. Hey, now there's none of Chinese. Let's send over some fucking Arabs. Let's do this. We can live together. America is going to fucking – all these things that you're talking about, America is the fucking blueprint. And we're, it's at our detriment. You and I are living through this, and it's to our detriment because I think right now – America is having so many problems that we shouldn't have. We are the most productive, the best economy in the fucking world. We should all be like the final days of fucking Greece with our feet up, just so fat and fucking loaded all the time. And everyone has so much money. We don't even fucking do anything anymore. But we're not. Like half of us are doing okay. You know, some of us are doing okay. Some of us are fucking starving. Some of us are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think America in 100 years is going to be exalted for one thing, and that is finding the solution to all these different silos and allowing the rest of the world to understand that they can leak into each other's borders a little bit and have a little cross-pollination to fix some of the problems that come up when you just have 150 individual silos running themselves into the fucking ground. You know – God bless America. God bless America. You know what we need? <laughs> we need uh, we need a common enemy. You know, I think it's right now I think it's diabetes. Diabetes. I, a global. We need a <laughs> we need a global tangible well, like aliens. Yes, that's what I was getting at. Independence Day. <laughs> Independence Day. I don't think there's <laughs> anything that's going to bring the world together until it's a common enemy. That makes us put all religion, all government, everything aside, right? Because I've, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the the aliens might show up, and they want to start a war, and the whole world is going to come together. But don't get me wrong, dude. The Russians are going to be going on behind our backs, and they're going to be talking to the aliens. And be like, come on, you can't trust those red motherfuckers. You can't trust the red motherfuckers. Even in Star Trek, I always fucking have my eye on the Russian fuckers trying to bring the whole thing down, send messages back home. Yeah, dude. You, you, you got to watch those guys. You know, you got to watch them. And 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 I think at the end of the day, you're always going to have that kind of coup of people. That are gonna like be trying to go, like trying to side with the enemy and like, hey man, we'll fucking help you out. You help us out, eh, you know, kind of that thing. But 
it, we need a common enemy, dude. Ne- never has there has there ever been so so much cohesiveness in America than World War Two with all those. Everyone hated the Nazis. You know, we all put our, our uh, we all put our our. Uh, Is that the most functional way, though? I agree with you that I there think, are games so, to be had when you have a common enemy, but. Is it ideal? It's not ideal. No, no, no. Oh, dude. So this comes right back to the argument that I had before: is we are animals. We are have we yeah. Our ideals are our but are definitely above what our bodies are capable of. And I think you know you got to be able to 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 speak directly to the instincts of the animal. And I think if if we're stuck in this fucking vessel, if we're stuck in this body, the only thing that's going to bring us all together is a common enemy, and that's the, until we all have the common, uh, um, the same common goal, and that is survival of us all. And I think uh, because uh, no, ideally it's not. You're right, but that's exactly what I was saying. We we can comprehend what is ideal, but we cannot do what is ideal. We just physically, we're no, you're not going to get people to do it. You're not going to get everyone to come together. Because every fucking person on the face of the planet, unless they're an absolute psychopath, when you ask them, should everybody live together in harmony? They're going to go, yeah, we should all live together in harmony. Well, then why the fuck aren't all of us living together in harmony if that's what everyone Because of thinks? those motherfuckers over there with their fucking whatever. Exactly. That's why. Because at the end of the day, look, we all get it. We all see that that's how it should work. But we can't bring ourselves to do it because we're stuck in this body that just wants to fucking d- do what's best for us and everyone close to us and say, eh, fuck it to everyone Here's else. Here's our common enemy. Here's our common enemy. And this was – I don't tweet a lot, but I, every once in a while I do feel the need. I like to tweet. You, you actually put out uh, – it was like a post that you put out that was kind of like, hey, anyone's got any shit, throw it here. And I was like, all right, I love shit like that because then it, I, like, I have a little something that I can kind of – ruminate on and then i'll be like oh yeah that'll be good so i used it as like my twitter your post i think i responded to it a couple times and i do that once in a while oh, but dude, anyway I, I wish more people got onto it but I, it, it I was know. a post where i was like uh i treated a facebook like an open mic yeah yeah and exactly. i just drew the lines it. between facebook and an open mic yeah yeah i just there's those just something like that happening get some juices flowing and then people that would otherwise be staring at a baseball game are now trying to fucking work out a little clever turn of phrase, which turns to the next thing, which turns to the next thing. And uh, so on January 1st, I think it was in the morning. I don't know. I can't tell time on Twitter, but I posted this on the 1st of January because I said, you know, I, I want to put this is our common enemy, but this is my tweet and, and I'll go right into it. Organized religion helped humanity move beyond barbarism. We no longer need the training wheels. Happy 2017. Hashtag. Get rid of our God training wheels. That's our common enemy, dude. We do not. We did need it to a certain point. They went, fuck, people are eating dirty pig carcasses. How about this? A magic force told people, don't eat pork. We don't, we can't explain cooking to these people. They're fucking throwing the shit at each other. Tell them a magic force told them not to eat pork and that'll save thousands of lives. Let's do it. And they went, well, while we're at it, how about this? How about that? How about this? You know, I got tennis on Saturday. I hate working. Is there something we can put in? Yeah, yeah. Nobody works on Saturday. How about this? How about, you know, and then this type of shit just gets out of control. But it, it, it did serve a purpose. And thank you very much, Organized Religion, for a couple of centuries helping to kind of get the ball rolling. Absolutely. We have, fucking, we have the iPhone 6S now, okay? Let's we got the iPhone 7, though. Recognize we don't – we have the iPhone 7. We do not need 
this fucking bullshit anymore. This you can explain to someone now. He could just be a good. He has to be a good guy for its own merit, for its own sake, because nah, we need dude, him to nah, get in line. You need most people. They they need to be good people because if if someone's not watching them, they're gonna kill someone. You know why? Because that's what their mom and dad told them. But now we're getting to a point where I mean we can just wait it out in like fifty generations. Even Muslims will will have moved beyond it. You know, I think I'm saying that because it's the newest religion, right? Christianity is two thousand years old. Guess what they were doing? Five, seven, eight, a thousand years into it, fucking slaughtering people all over oh, the place. Everybody, they were slaughtering everybody. It was worse than the fucking Muslims. That was terrible. We still new. Yeah, it was like one. It was like a One Direction concert that went on for like a thousand years. They were just fucking shit house. Killing people because the One Direction was so cool. Ah, uh, they were so cool, and everyone else who didn't like them, uh, you're, yeah, you're stupid. And we're only 600 years into the Muslim One Direction concert, so every once in a while, someone get, goes houses people at an airport or blows shit up or what, you know. But it's, it's no different than Christianity. It's, it's, it's no different than the Inquisition. It's no different than uh, yeah. any of the 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 Crusades. It's all the fucking same shit. Organized religion is the organized part is the part you take issue yeah. with, and that's. People fucking using leverage on the re- the masses of the people, yeah, and it, it just like so you were saying with like the pig thing, and the, it's the 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 no contraceptive. It was it was a replenish a a, a, a a replenishment thing. I mean, at that point, we wanted more people because these religions really sprouted up at the end of a the massive massive catastrophes that that set human the that set humans back i don't know how many thousands of years the, you know there's no telling what we had you know humans have been human for 200,000 years there's no way we only did what we've done in the past 2,000 years so it's uh you know you knock back the entire population down to what like 10 20,000 people of course the, whoever's smart enough to come up a re- with a religion you got to go eh, no contraceptive dog eh, not here Everyone fuck everybody as much as you can, have as many kids as you can, and uh, that's what we're doing, you know. But um, yeah, and that's but yeah. Now we're 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 in a we're in a spot. But dude, it's just so difficult. It's so difficult, and it I, I it just keeps coming back to the same thing. And I love I love the way it works for me because it helps me think about everything. Any anytime I see somebody doing some dumb shit, I'm like, that's that's some chimpanzee shit, dog. You're doing some animal shit. But that's you know you can't blame people. You can't blame people. You can't can't blame us. We're all just a bunch of monkeys, man. We're all just a bunch of animals that are trying to act like we're not. I honestly don't think anything is going to change. Anything is going to change until our bodies change or until we, we create a way to make our bodies change. Like we're able to download everyone's consciousness into a fucking robot body. Then nothing's going to matter. Then Then we can make those changes. <laughs> That's I'm telling you right now. That's the only word. Also, I feel like it'll be so subtle. The physical change will be so subtle, and the rest of it will come along so much quicker. Like I think, I, I give organized religion just because humanity and like science and technology is so rapidly moving. Two hundred years is going to be like a, a ten thousand years. Right. In, that's what know. I mean, man. We're going to change our like in two hundred years. Nothing biologically is going to happen. I think honestly, in 200 years, we're gonna be able to manually change what evolution changes over the course of thou- hundreds of thousands or millions of years. We're gonna be able to change in generations. We're, we're already manipulating genes and shit like that. It's like, 
So until we were able to physically, physically change the vessel that we're in, uh, I don't think anything's changing. I think we're just going to keep doing the same shit. Nothing's going to change. We're going to keep fucking each other over until we're all either inside of a computer or until we're able to, to, to take whatever dumb monkey genes are inside of us and completely eliminate it and make everybody love everyone else unconditionally, whether they're your next door neighbor or they live in fucking Pakistan. I mean, yeah, I, I could see that. I, to bring to bring it to a Simpsons reference. Uh, they got references for everything. There's a great, there's a great uh, episode where Smithers goes to check on Mr. Burns, and he's like being held in this like cryogenic chamber, decades after his death. And Smithers is like, "Hey, Mr. Burns, we're excited. We found another a cure for another stab wound. Hopefully, one day we'll have you out of this chamber once they find the cure for nine stab wounds to the back." That's and he's such like, a, it's so he's brilliant. being kept alive, just like his <laughs> brain and his fucking body. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking brilliant, dude. We got it. Right now, we can cure six. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting close. We're coming in close. You're at nine. They That's- hit it on the head, I think, because we, in so many ways, because I think you know the the type of discussion that we're having right now, it's like basic fundamental shit that we all think about, and you can easily get yourself wrapped up in what your your day to day, the ephemeral, the like, what's right in front of you. You got to work. You need to have a car payment. You got to eat. You got to have a place to shit. These things are like dominating our lives still. And yes, you're saying, well, you know, we're animals trying to pretend like we're not. But at the same time, we know we are animals and we're trying to kind of make sense of why why are we putting these fancy clothes and why do we have the internet? You know, why am I able to see what's happening live through a feed anywhere in the world almost at any time? Like what is it all for? What what are we hurtling towards? You know, and then you think about it for two minutes, and then you got a car payment you got to deal with. Yep. And or you got to really piss. That's what that's what really matters. You know what? I'm just gonna have a kid. I'm gonna let them. I'm gonna let him worry about it. There you go. <laughs> It'll be one of the most rewarding things in your life. I don't know if it's a biological imperative or not, but it will be. More, it is. It it allows you to not get so worked up about so much confusion and fear. Because I still feel like I definitely have. The same number of questions and the same number of answers, which is zero. Yeah. But you don't, you don't have to, you, you don't maybe, worry maybe, about so much. Maybe you have an answer to this question. All right. Is in in another couple of weeks, is Zeke gonna run it down the field, 194 yards for all she wrote? <laughs> hey, you know, I just want to know the future. And I want to be able to make money on the future. I just right? want to so make. I just. Right? I know if you can know the future, Doug. That's what we're all trying to do. That's what our brains continue to grow for. I'm just drunk on power because I won a fantasy football league, so now I want to tell everyone I know. He's drunk on fucking power. He's making <laughs> predictions, Doug. Everyone's got to listen to my prediction because they're fucking right. That's right. I called that fucking. I called that Packers New York game. You were there. <laughs> I actually got that one wrong. Wait. I know you did. (laughs) I was there. 30 seconds. I'll be right back. All right. So I'm going to talk amongst myself. So, all right. This is what I'm going to say. If he's talking, if he's taking 30 seconds, we can only assume he has to pee. It's a simple biological function of the human, of the human. We all got to bleed. 
bleed the lizard, drain the main vein, you know, take a piss, spring a leak, whatever the fuck, right? But um, see, what I just brought up was uh, was he he had posted um, his picks for all the all the coming playoff games, all the way down to uh, you know the Super Bowl and how it's gonna end, and um, this season has got to be the season that I am the I've, I've paid attention to the most in this this football season. I have so many of my closest friends. I'm like the only fucking one that doesn't watch football. I'm with them all the time. And um I was in I was in Minnesota. Uh I was in Minnesota during the summer. Um towards the back half of the summer and I was uh, I found myself at a fishing tournament on Cass Lake. And it was a big fishing it was the the Cabela's Wall-eyed fishing tournament, and uh, the two the two pro fishermen that I was with, Marty Kirshner and J.R. Civic, right, huge football fans. And um, at the end of the whole foot, at the end of the at the end of the entire fishing tournament, I ended up going back to Lacrosse, Wisconsin, with with old Marty Kirshner, and uh, that was right when the football season started. And I respected this guy more than anything else, you know. He's a huge, uh, huge football fan. That's what they fucking live for was football. And I remember, you know, the first first uh, Sunday of the of the season, and the Vikings played the Packers in the new Viking Stadium, and they fucking ate shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> they ate shit at home in the first one of the fucking first stadium. Right? But um. That was so what I was I was just uh, talking to myself, telling saying that this is the first season that I've paid the most attention to, which is still minimal in regards to anybody else. But um, but like, have you watched, though, like a couple of games or you you were at that one guy, you were at the house watching that being like, wow, people are into this. Like, what the fuck? This is something like. Well, I mean, yeah, my my whole life, I know, like, you got to be fucking blind and stupid to know that football isn't a huge fucking thing. The biggest thing in America, right? And um, fuck baseball. The American pastime is NFL. But that doesn't mean you're paying attention to it, though. Were you actually, because a lot of people are like, yeah, I can fucking take a leave. And I get it, but I don't watch it. And that's how I was. That's how I was. But to, to say that it's not a big thing, I know everyone's super into it. It's that so many of my friends, so many people that I know, all the people I respect are fucking in it. They're loving it. They're doing. They're. They're. It's just such a great fucking thing. And then since I've been home, my best fucking friend, you know, his dad, him and his dad, they uh, they bet on all the fucking games. So they're super into it. They were into it before they were betting. And uh, every Sunday, you know, we go over to his to his dad's house, and uh, we watching the games. They're huge, huge cowboy fans. Since I've known him in <laughs> seventh eight, it's not like they're fucking bandwagon. Like they, he's been cowboy fan. Since I fucking known him, and he, every year this is our year. We got it. We're doing it right. Every it is the year. original bandwagon, by the it way. Is the, but, it yeah, is the. Yeah, but they've been right. with it, so that's okay. You're right. It is the 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 the, the Cowboys. America's the team. You America's fucking bucks. team. They were. They're like the Yankees <laughs> of the NFL, dog. Right. And um. So so yeah, I mean I I um, I I have jumped on and jumped in or, or or done my minimal. I know if I was betting money like they were, I'd be much more. I'd be into it every fucking. Every it's day. fun. Just have a few bucks on it, man. I've never been like a big gambler, but like ten bucks on a parlay, and if the Browns cover the spread, you're like those cocksuckers have never fucking shit. seen a Super Bowl their whole fucking career. Them and the Lions, the only ones. 
No, there's a few. I remember nope, when Brett it's them and the Lions. Dad. Think of other people, the Browns and the Lions. The Browns, the Browns had those couple years off, right? And uh, the, the 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 Lions are what? They're they are, are the Lions. The Detroit Lions are. Uh, they've been around for like sixty years. No, they're an expansion team, right? Well, they've been around for like sixty years or something. Well, the Browns have been around the whole time, but they did have those couple of years when it turned into the NFL, where they weren't. They didn't have a team, and then they got the team back, but they still have. But a also, back. the Browns left uh, Cleveland and went to Baltimore, and then there was no team there for a few years. So, like, I think it was like late nineties when they had a new team all of a sudden. So they they they're actually like an expansion team in my eyes, the Browns, even though there were the Browns that sucked for a long time. They actually left, and now there's a whole new team in Cleveland, as of like fifteen years ago. They're kind of like an expansion team, although they it's fucking brutal. But I, I remember when Brett – you know the name Brett Favre? You know Brett Favre was? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Killer quarterback for the Packers. He was one of the best all time. I remember being at work, and this guy comes up to me at the water cooler. I worked in an office, and he was like, dude, did you hear that Brett Favre's dad died like last night? And I was like, no fucking way. And my first thought was – they're fucking playing the Raiders tonight. It's Monday Night Football. He is going to fucking annihilate the Raiders. And I went and I looked at a couple of news articles and he was like, I'm playing tonight. I'm playing for my dad. I went home. I never bet 50 bucks on any. And I bet 50 bucks on the Packers. And I was in my garage listening to it because it was, I don't know, what was this like? 2004, 2005. I didn't have the fucking thing. And uh, dude, he fucking toasted the Raiders. And and that whole thing that you were just talking about, we want to see the future because it it's you know it's like a biological imperative. It's going to keep us alive. We know it's coming. Yeah, fucking felt so. I'm still talking about it ten years later. You didn't even bring. You weren't even talking about it when I brought it up because I wanted to tell you. I knew it was going to happen, and it fucking happened. It was a beautiful thing. It feels so good, doesn't it? It feels so fucking good when does. you're right, dude. It feels so good when you're right. It to be right t- touches to just for. That's why. Men. Why do you think that is? Why? Because when you're right, it means survival. You're gonna live. You're gonna live. You're gonna like, live. When I'm right, look, no look, look. I'm right. You got a you got a group of dudes, and they all they all have a different water source, right? And each of them are going, no, this water this water source is safe. I know it's fucking safe, right? Every you got a group of people that go with each dude to that fucking water source, and it's three dudes, and two of the three groups, everybody fucking dies except for one dude and his group, right? He was right. It means it's the same thing as like you're, you're, you're a nomadic. You're walking around. This is a good place to set up camp. I'm right. Dude, right. Being right means survival. And uh, uh, the, we live, dude, for anybody to say, that's why that's sex. That's the rush of gambling. Right that's there, the rush of said. gambling is that we've yeah. taken something that we've taken something that is an instinctual thing and that's being right over like a source of water or a hunting ground or something like that or where animals any of that kind of stuff that is where being right is but we don't have to fucking do that shit anymore so now it's like uh the browns gonna win or uh, are the packers gonna win this this uh giants game you know well because in our society i don't have to hunt the food anymore right exactly what do i have to be right about you have to you be right about that right fucking career. game dude we're trying to predict different futures yeah, you got to have the wife. You got to have the magazine trophy wife that shows you're right, right? The one who dies with the most toys wins. Everyone fucking knows that. Huh? I'm in a, like, you ever see Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross when Alec Baldwin yells at the guy? He goes, what, Who are you? He goes, Who am I? Was that with Gordon Gecko? See that fucking Mercedes out there? That's who I am. That's who I am. I'm a closer. 
I'm a closer. That's right. I've never seen the movie. It's, that's a famous speech. I'm sure you've heard it. Yeah, I've heard the speech. I've never seen yeah. the movie. I know. I that's know what he says. And Harris says, Alec Baldwin, who are you? Who, who are you? And he goes, who the fuck am I? And he puts his Mercedes keys down. He goes, I'm the guy that fucking drove here in a Mercedes. Fuck the, you. Yeah, who the fuck are you? I'm a fucking closer. <laughs> Coffee's for closers. Coffee's for closers. Coffee's for closers, <laughs> cocksucker. That's a great movie, dude. You should, quick aside, you should see that movie. It is nothing but stellar you know actors. You know why you want me to see that movie? Because you want to be right about it being a good movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. That is why. You want why, to be right. Yeah, but also, you will fucking love that movie. It's not. See, it's so intense. Look at you. You're fighting to the be right. Dude, that, that's what I'm saying. We're, and, and you are probably fucking. That's why it's so hard for a man or anybody to look at somebody else and just say those words, those two words, you're right. Because, yeah. dude, it speaks to the most basic, instinctual fucking thing in us is being right. That's why people are like, oh, you always got to be fucking right, and they condemn it so much. It's like, dude, you don't understand how deep being right runs in this animal that we're fucking walking around in. It's, it is everything. Being right is fucking everything. It's the difference between life or death. That's it. Difference between life or death. It is the difference between life or death. At this point, we we again we have all the same drive to keep us alive from life or death, but being right doesn't 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 mean uh, a lack of food. Right now, being right means uh yeah I, I predicted the fucking the Super Bowl game or the playoffs or whatever the fuck it is. That's what being right is. It's just we're allocating those same feelings and stress levels to just different fucking shit, and that's. It's you crazy. have to because if you like showed up to work and you were like, dude, I fucking picked this thing off from 50 yards and I cooked it in the yard, it doesn't work. There's no benefit to that. So you work. have to find things that in our current you know, advanced civilization that fucking make you score you some points. You got to score some points, man. Can, wait, can I? I, I want to go to – I want to talk jokes for a second because I – you know, that was something that you brought up and then we fucking immediately whisked ourselves into something else. I have listened to the Norm Macdonald podcast. He did it a couple of years ago. He did like 20 of them. Phenomenal. And you, honestly, I don't know if you're a Norm, are you a Norm Macdonald fan by any chance? I'm a, dude, he's a, he's, a, he's a great guy. Brilliant dude. dude. He's brilliant. And what he's been making me think about, I'm actually re-listening to a few because it, it's so poorly done. It's the entire show rests on you think Norm Macdonald is funny and you go on and he is – he backs it up. He's fucking Norm Macdonald. The reverent, the fucking psycho, always coming at you with these weird angles. What I, I just figured this out the other day, listening to Norm Macdonald's podcast. At the end of the podcast, he does a segment called Jokes, where he writes all the jokes, and then him and his sidekick, who's not an actual comedian, and the host, or I'm sorry, and the guest, all do the jokes. So he passed the cards around. So he's like, all right, we're going to do jokes. Here you go. And he doesn't make a big deal like, hey, I'm Norm Macdonald. I wrote all these. But clearly, he's he wrote all these fucking jokes, and he passed around and He has all these different people read the jokes, and they're fucking. It's like it's it's so funny. And I think what I love so much about Norm Macdonald in general is that he the different layers of the joke telling process. He is just so good at every one of the levels. Like when you tell a joke, when you come up with a joke, you're just Isaiah sitting somewhere coming up with a joke, and you're like. That's funny. It's a joke about whatever, this 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 humor in that. Then you're like, and I'm Isaiah telling the joke, this, this humor in that, and I can maybe turn it on myself. Like, hey, it's about the Pope, but also Isaiah's involved. So there's like two layers right off the bat, just you by yourself. 
but you're going to tell the joke to someone. So there's another layer of someone else being involved. So now those two layers are still there and you can play on those. You're telling the joke to someone. So there's a certain, that, that's a new level of communicating the humor to another person. But then also the joke itself, if you just read it on paper, has its own humor level. And then also, again, you're telling the joke and you can also inject yourself in it, right? And then there's one more layer, which is if you're a comedian, Norm MacDonald's a comedian, you're now telling this joke to people. It's not, I'm not just telling the joke to someone. Now I'm on stage, I'm the joke teller, I'm telling it to the audience. He is like a fucking master. It, it just cracks me up. I'll be driving to work, literally fucking cracking up at a joke I've heard him say five times because he's just so perfect at telling the joke, turning on himself, turning on the guy he's telling it to, turning it on me, who he knows is listening, right? The whole point of it is the fucking audience. He plays on those levels so well, and he does it so effortlessly, like he's just sitting there, not even expending energy at all. That's why I love Norm MacDonald. Like, Norm MacDonald and SNL update was fucking solid gold, dude. He was just so fucking perfect. Very it's funny it's brilliant, dude. It's, it's, uh, there are just some, there are people out there, it's just the way their fucking brain functions and it almost becomes effortless they, you know they've been in that mindset for so long and they they're, they're able to function on all those different levels the joke itself their perspective of the joke thinking about the perspective of the person they're telling the joke to and uh and be able to juggle all those balls and just hit it at the right time and just in, in the same joke just replaying it but with that slight that slight jag now it's at you now it's at me now it's at the crowd now it's back at the, the subject of the joke. It, it, it just, it's just fucking beautiful Dude, to that's, watch okay, so, so that's what I love so much about the craft of, t- uh, of eking laughter out of somebody. So it's um, laughter, in my opinion, is the highest uh, order of emotion out of a- in any species, right? The highest order of emotion. Because only we do it, right? I've we heard, I've heard that, other uh, animals don't do it. I've heard that higher, some higher primates, chimpanzees, you know, maybe bonobos and gorillas have some sort of concept of humor, but they don't physically laugh. I've heard that, uh, um, you have some cats do weird things, but it's not for humor. And like, they do funny things. And I think they just have a very rudimentary understanding of cause and effect. Like do something. I know if I push this glass, it's going to fall on the ground. And it's gonna it's like a concept of gravity causing effect. I'll get attention, attention turns to a food or a treat. Right, right, exactly. And then uh, I think dolphins might have something that is like but but still You love your dolphins and your fucking bonobos, man. We'll put you out in Galapagos and you can just have a fucking party. I can have a blast with all my fucking fucking animals. And macaques. And my macaques. There's nothing like a good fat macaque. Big beefy, nice, fun macaque. But dude, it's like, uh, but but we're the the emotion that is laughter, that is happiness, that is so, and and what does laughter even come? Because it's not just happiness. Yeah, when you laugh, you feel happy. You're happy. There's no doubt about that. Laughing is a happy emotion. But why does it come? Where does it come from? Does it come from, from what I understand and from how I kind of look at it? I've I've, I've uh, there's a. Dude, I'm kind of weary on looking up uh, 
sociology and psychology papers that are written on humor because it comes from a scientist, not somebody who really fucking understands humor, but it comes from somebody who's just studying it. So for that, it's just, it's a really kind of outside point of view. And it's very hard because it's just, it's, it's a very difficult thing to sort of pin down. But from how I've read about it, it's, it's comedy is the, tr- is truth. It's an absolute truth. It's like when you're backed into a corner with a truth that is just is so absolute there's no way out there's no loophole about it you just you just ha you fucking got me either i'm going to die or i'm going to laugh and it's uh it's it's a weird it's a weird fucking emotion it's a weird emotion that only we exhibit and then Totally a, lives in the frontal cortex. Like it we totally about. lives. There's nothing else. It's not reptilian. Else. It's not mammalian. There's no, no point Dude, to elephant. survival, procreation, eating, shitting. Right. It's just for its own sake. Dude, laughter. And is you're making ours. someone do something that has nothing to do with like that straight track. Nope. Of and like living and in, in living. Exactly. And it's ours. It's no. It's nothing else. It's like, dude, fucking elephants paint. All right. Cats paint. All right. There's no. Elephants paint. Yeah, yeah dude, I've seen I've seen fucking paint. elephants in Thailand pick up paintbrushes with their with their fucking uh, nose and paint some shit, right? Like they fucking paint. Do you know how many hundreds of hours of whipping like uh, some young Asian kid had to do to get the that, paint? The, that poor Asian kid's arm must be so sore from all the whipping. <laughs> and wait, another Simpsons reference that fits right in. He's got uh, Mr. Burns is exhibiting his wealth. I've got a thousand monkeys sitting at a thousand typewriters soon. They will they will put together the world's greatest novel, and he yanks a sheet off one of the monkeys' typewriters. He goes, "It was you know this line? No. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> he crumples it up. You stupid monkey! <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking awesome line, dude. That is fucking flawless. Oh, it's fucking flawless, dude. It takes a genius to write something so dumb. That's that's how I've always felt about Matt Groening. It takes a genius to write because, dude, even that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's absolute. It's absolute truth. And it's just so simple and stupid, but it's a, it's genius. And, and it's, you can't help. It's just like, what is laughter? Why are you laughing? What is that fucking emotion? It's 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 simple. It's stupid. It's, we are simple and we are stupid. Dude. And you're communicating something to me that is not on my track making me think about shitting, eating, fucking, sleeping, and it's not it's not attacking me, and it's not you trying to eat, sleep, fuck, or shit. We're just doing it for its own sake. And We're it's doing amusing. It for its own, dude, it's, and it's amusing. And it but tickles the amusing... a weird part of the frontal cortex that maybe we haven't fully established. Dude, it's a yeah. laughter is such a strange thing. And then there's people out there that that's their sole purpose is to eke out an emotion that only we fucking have. And how do you how do you do it, dude? It's such a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing, and it's it's difficult. And there's and and so many of us are built for it. So many of us are built for it, dude. Some of the funniest people. I will I will stand here right now and say the funniest people in the fucking world. I've never been on stage, and will never be on stage. That's so true. That's so true. Every it's such fucking, a weird confluence to get dude, people on stage. Every fucking comedian you've ever met. In your, or you've ever heard of in your entire life knows somebody who is absolutely funnier than them. Every fucking one. Who's yes. like, you know, like Chris Farley's like, yeah, I'm really funny, but my brother is just so much funnier than me, but he would never get on stage. It's just, it's just a different kind of humor. He's the funniest person on the face of the planet. Jerry Seinfeld's like, yeah, I'm, a lot of people think I'm the funniest, but dude, I know this dude who kills me. 
and he'll never it get on stage. It is so much different, though, being funnier at a barbecue than being funnier on stage because it takes so much work to hammer out the false, you know, uh, the false whimsy of a, of a nice put-together five-minute bit. Yeah. But a guy sitting there talking about someone they all know at work at a barbecue after a couple beers, that can be done very beautifully. It just on the fly. And you give, I think you give people a certain more – like if they're up on stage, you have a higher expectation than if they're up on stage but it's improv. Because you're like they're, – they're admitting to us it's going to happen on the fly. So you, you're going, all right, I'm not expecting perfection. I'm expecting something funny to come up every few minutes. But if you're at a barbecue, you're just like, I just don't want to fucking hang out with my brother-in-law. That dick is going to come over here and start talking to me about whatever. And this guy says something, you're like, holy fucking God, dude. Yeah, that it's, a, is it's, a, it's the awesome. expectation. Yeah. It's that lack of expectation. You're not expecting the jokes to come out of anywhere. And then all but of a sudden. Richard, Richard Klein has a line. He says, hey, anybody can be funny. If you're a comedian and you want to be a comedian, you got to be funny at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. And that's a very rare fucking thing. And that takes a lot of work. That's right? a beautiful line. It is such a beautiful anybody line. Anybody can be funny. But if you're a comedian, you have to be funny at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. Dude, that's it's, like, show up and be funny, cocksucker. That's, that's poignant shit right there. That's, that's why Richard Klein is fucking Richard Klein. That's a, that is some poignant ass shit. And I love, I think Jon Stewart went on this huge rant one time that everyone's a fucking comedian. It's the only art craft where anybody can, can try the art at any given time, in any conversation, in any situation... It's always right the fuck in there. Like if you're a painter, you're not going to be a mid conversation. All of a sudden, someone's going to whip out a fucking sketch pad and sketch something. Go oh, look at that shit, right? Or all this. Like if you're a singer, and all of a sudden in the you know you're you're standing in line at the grocery store, and someone starts singing. Oh, look at that shit, right? But you might be in line. At the I just saw a guy store. like in front of the Mona Lisa, and he was like, "Yeah, but check this shit out." Exactly. And he, like, adds a little something to the Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Adds a little something to the Mona Lisa, dude. Like uh, some guy walks up, just some fucking schlub, like Homer Simpson motherfucker, and he just he just yeah paints an extra little thing on there. But then you might have somebody who's a craftsman, dude. Somebody who's a genius, and they're standing there, and they say some perfect like the economy of words there's no word you can take out no word you can add everything's perfect the joke is perfect and then you have a dead dick fucking daryl come in and he's like and dead then they fucking daryl. jumped yeah and then they fucking did this like everyone's fucking <laughs> rolling and then his dumbass comes in and paints a mustache on the mona lisa and everyone's looking at him like dude what the fuck like everyone <laughs> thinks they're it's the only fucking art craft that can be done at any point at any time everyone tries it but there's so few people who are fucking good at it. So oh cute. god, dude, it's it is the most peculiar it is the it's just the most peculiar art form that there is. Like art itself is already something that's very human uh, uh that's very human. But I think telling jokes and eking that emotion, all art is in the is in the realm of pulling emotion out of people whether it's music or painting or uh, uh, whatever the fuck else is art. <laughs> whatever the fuck else is art. <laughs> but that one form of of art is is just it's ah, dude, it's the most peculiar one. It's the the most peculiar one. It's a strange thing, man. Ah, fuck, dude. Can I? I can safely say right here. Can I just look at? Uh, let me hold on. Let me just uh, take a look at my my writing. Right. This this is a fun. 
fun fucking episode. Oh, dude, this is this is this is fun, and and whether it's honestly, I miss this, dude. I, I, I miss this too. And, and here's here's my thing, dude. I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna get on stage for a minute. I'm not gonna travel for a minute, and this is what I want to put a lot of my attention to right now. I want. I, I've been thinking a lot about it over the past couple of weeks and how I want to do this. I want to approach it a little, like I want to re, I want to change the name a little bit. And I think it's the perfect time to do it because it's, there's been a lull however, however many months I can go in and change the name of a couple things and we can come back almost new. But, um, the way I want to, I want to approach it a little bit different. I don't want to be so exclusive and exclusive and I want to be more inclusive and um like post things on facebook uh just like if if, let's say if we come up with a subject and we go i would be really cool if we talked to somebody that was in this field like i want to i want to search not just go ah i know this person let's talk to them i just want to open it up the forum to anybody i want to i i really want to to put myself into the podcasting thing for just an extended period of time, try to crank out as many as I can and really just do it. So I want this to be the start of something great, but already right here, we touched just about none of the subjects I wrote down. (laughs) So, so obviously I thought, you know, but that's how I always do it. Like I I write down a couple of bullet points in case something falls to a lull. Just to keep it going. Yeah. We'll we'll keep it going. You know, you kind of move into something else. But uh, I wrote down, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of stories that happen with our, with, with the trip that I took, um, I want to, you know, I can, I want to invite some people onto the podcast that I met while I was on my trip. You got a lot of bases to touch. We have a lot of bases to touch. We have a lot of really fun people that we can have on the podcast who, who I met on the trip. Uh, the couple of dudes that I met, um, at the fishing tournament in Minnesota. Uh, Would you get, would you be able to get them on with you? Yeah, absolutely. All they need is just Skype, and uh, they'll be able to get on. And I told I told them both. I was like, "Hey, man, there's going to be a time when I'm going to come to you and ask for you a couple hours of your time for the podcast." And they're like, "Yeah, dude, that's cool. You're cool." And um, and there's a there's a number of other people. So uh, that I talked about. Um, I wrote down how the social media application Vine is uh, shutting down. It should be. It's supposed to be shutting down completely this month. Um, yeah, and that's crazy. They just totally went belly it's up. The first, dude, it's the first social media network to to shut down. Social media networks have waned and fallen away, but they have not stopped. You can still sign into MySpace, right? But it hasn't. You been, can. You can still sign. You into can MySpace still sign into MySpace. You can still get on there, create a profile, and sign into it. It hasn't gone away completely. Live Journal is still there. All right, but Vine uh, in the next couple weeks will be gone it'll be turned off you will not be able to post a vine on vine any longer it'll be there you can watch all the ones that have been posted uh but and the application will be nothing it'll be more of a mechanic application it's not connected to any social media so you can still make the videos and post them either on twitter or instagram or something like that but uh there will be no network involved anymore um that's crazy it's yeah, that crazy. Is fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy because dying. of the lives it's changed, dude. Because of the of what it's done to media and what it's brought people into media who would have never been in media before. It's it's insane. It's a really fun thing to talk about. Um, and then the creation of a new application, which is still uh, uh, technically in beta. It's not off the ground in any way, shape, or form right now. It's called Hype. Um, 
I wanted to talk about, oh, we talked a little bit about football. We could talk about fighting. I wanted to, dude, I really, really want to incorporate more things that I'm super passionate about. I remember, I think before the old podcast, uh, before I we stopped for our, the hiatus there, I had mentioned how I really wanted to get into talking about fucking anime, dude. I'm, I don't fuck it. I don't give a shit anymore. I've been running for it from it for a majority <laughs> of my life. I would know people for years before they knew I was into anime. Dude, fuck it. Some of the best television I've ever seen. Name your best show. It's dog shit compared to what I've seen. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Dude, fuck your... Dude, fuck anime. your Heisenberg. Your, your, uh, your, your Breaking Bad. It's a shit show. It's a shit show compared to what I've seen. Um, but dude, there's a, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that I want to delve into. So... Um, we we have a lot of stories. I had this really great story I had queued up in case uh, things came to a lull that I was going to tell everybody about um, meeting meeting a uh, I, we got a hitch uh, um, I got a hitchhike from this this guy who was a professional wrestler up in St. Pete and uh, his name was the Swamp Thing and um, he told us about how he got into old or- guy or how old uh, he was pretty old he was he got into organized crime. His uh his dad owned owned a bunch of cornfields and his his uncle owned a bunch of sugarcane fields so they were able to make hooch completely under the radar of the Fed they would just exchange sugar and corn and they lived just outside of Jacksonville and they would sell off a bunch of they'd sell off a bunch of um, acreage okay. they would sell off a bunch of acreage and they'd make a bunch of hooch and they'd take that hooch up to Chicago and sell the hooch and come back down to um. It was just this huge organized crime, crazy ring. The guy spent a lot of time in prison. It's pretty surprising what he spent time for in prison. I don't want to let that out just yet. And then uh, after that, he got into professional wrestling as a swamp thing, right? And I was in wrestling. I was a wrestler. <laughs> had, you ever, had you ever heard of him? I never, I've never heard of that guy. I've no, he was wrestling. a professional wrestler, but it wasn't like on TV. Yeah. No, I know. But there's still some of those guys... Have a level of fame, not not just the Ric Flair's, nah, but like the guys I, I, that are going. He, he definitely did not have any kind of level of fame. He even was getting, he was collecting um, retirement. Uh, I know from, a guy that's like fifty that I bet if I said, "Hey, the Swamp Thing," he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I know that fucking dude." Dude, honestly, like he's into wrestling. <laughs> talking to this guy, it was um, talking to this guy the whole time. My bullshit meter is just in queue ready to fucking check for it and i'm like i'm thinking i'm like dude is he fucking lying about this story because the whole he would say something and then just sit there and wait and i was the one queuing up the next question i'd be like whoa, whoa, whoa you don't just fucking say that and don't expect me to ask this question right and then i would keep asking him these questions and every question i would ask would just eke a different fucking i was like there's no way this dude is smart enough to be coming up coming up with it on the spot and he doesn't seem crazy <laughs> enough. He doesn't seem crazy enough That's to have it like all. That's a special skill, by the way, to yeah. look just smart enough to not be coming up with it on the spot. And the bullshit. I've been exactly. that guy before. But. And it and it doesn't seem like he went like he just made up this story. Like he wrote this whole story down. So if I ever meet any drifters, this is the story I'm telling them. Right? I'm Dude, gonna kill was... him. But before I kill him, this <laughs> is what we're going. This is what I'm telling him. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna tell him. Dude, it was it was a great fucking story. I got a picture. The guy exists. I have no way to to i mean i could show you a picture of the dude and the story that he fucking told it was just uh it was nuts but maybe we should uh we should save that up for the next one and i think we should wrap this up this is a two and a half hour podcast and i want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to be honest there was so many things that we covered in this podcast where i'm like dude i feel like we might have talked about this a little bit 
we end up talking about very similar things sometimes. Which, hey, dude, I don't give a fuck. It feels good. I like talking about it. I, I had a fun time with it. I had notes in case we came to a lull. I wrote the word weather down. Because <laughs> it's always a go-to. I do fuck. I, in case it came to a lull, I was going to ask, hey, how about that? Uh, it was pretty cold out today, huh? It's warming up. Warming up. It was cold. Now it's warming up. But dude, uh, fuck yeah. Let's. Um, it's going to be a couple days before I get this up, and then it's going to be just like I want to continue to try to crank these as many as we can and do another couple with each other. You and I try to work through some of the stuff, get some people on. I'm going to get my friend Brian on. We could talk about football. It'll be mostly you two talking about football and sports and shit like that, but I'll hang back. Um, I know there's – dude, everybody loves football, and, and I'm trying to get more into it. So I'll be there. Even the Dolphins. You can – if you got it in front of Dolphins and Macaques, it would fucking go through the roof. So that's my <laughs> selling point for you. Dolphins and Macaques love fucking football. They love pro football, dude. Where's the where's the te- where's the Macaques? You know, that's what they need, the Wyoming Macaques. That's what they the need. The Wyoming right? Macaques would be a fucking great team. The, the Salt Lake City Macaques, right? <laughs> we need a second expansion, right? <laughs> We need a we need a Midwest expansion. There's so many of these fucking deadbeat fucking states that need a fucking team. We'll just mash them all together. It'll be the it'll be like the New England Patriots. It'll be the uh, we'll we'll call it the 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 Midwest losers. The Midwest oh, wait, never mind. Losers. I'm sorry. That's the Browns. Boom. <laughs> Ragging on the Browns. I love it. Anyone can do it. And I don't even anybody can do it. <laughs> Ragging on the Browns, dude. You're nothing but a bully. You just walk onto the fucking schoolyard and you're calling the fat kid fat. That's there's no imagination. <laughs> you're just a fucking bully. They always get the first pick because they suck, and they so suck, you and always see these suck. same. You see these same memes. They just had the national championship in college like two nights ago, and the dude, the quarterback that wins it, he's gonna be fucking drafted first. Browns get the first pick, so it's like the fucking lamest thing, but it's funny. You see it every year. They show the dude totally elated. It says the meme says the moment you just won the national championship, and then he's like all crying. You know, he fucking I guess guys cry now in fucking sports. They didn't before because <laughs> he knows he's getting drafted to the Browns. yeah. This other guys break <laughs> their fucking leg and they drag. This guy's crying. He's like, holy fuck! I just made ten million dollars. He's crying. It says the moment you we won the national championship, and then and the next moment you realize you're going to be a Cleveland Brown. He's <laughs> <all> <laughs> Ah, it's beautiful, dude. It's fucking beautiful. And they still suck. They still suck, man. Dude, this was a fucking phenomenal episode. I'm so glad that we got back into it. I'm looking forward to any and all. And um, fuck, man. Let's let's do another one. All right. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Greg. Thank you uh, to anybody who's going to listen to this. We'll see how it fucking goes. So, and yeah, next time we'll definitely touch on some of that social media stuff. We'll try to cover some of the trip stuff and uh, try to stay on some kind of topic. So, hey, dude, what the fuck even is a topic? This is the show. It's not the show about nothing. It's a show about something. We just don't know what it is yet. And how about that? All right. Thanks. Say thank you. Say thank you. Say thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right.